Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Damn, it's kind of ironic that uh, we're going to have a black president move out, and then a white president's going to move in. It's going to have more gold in there with the white president. <laughs> like, seriously, it's going to... This place Ooh. is a shithole. I call it my summer house in D.C. <laughs> what is it, Drew and Mike were talking about? Barron's going to move in and go, I, I only get a room? I get yeah. a whole floor at Trump Tower. Yeah, I want to go back and live with the maids at Trump Tower. Daddy, I want to go live with. I want to go live with the black man. <laughs> Not even gonna hang out there. I'm gonna get my wax statue from the museum, put it up in the Oval Office for photo opportunities. Place is a dump. Uh, ever, ever since I found out Matt, that Matt uh, Tussauds, his, that's the wax place. His ten year old has his own floor at Trump Tower. I just picture his ten year old being Billy from the, the Toy. <laughs> a Wonder Wheel. <laughs> a Wonder Wheel. Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. From Asmacore Studios near Detroit, Michigan. It's unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? And now, here are your hosts. All right, welcome to Post Progressive America. Oh, welcome. Yeah. That lick was pl- played on that bass right over there that I was just playing. Nice. Show number, I don't who fucking knows. Show, show, show number, we're starting over again. Post-Trump, show number yeah, yeah. one. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hi, I'm Chris. I'm Aaron. I'm Rich. It's not really post-Trump, is it? It's like... Holy shit. It's post... Post... Uh, I don't know. This is reality. I quote... Uh, or is this post-reality? Is this surreal, or is this a reality check? I quote John C. Riley from Talladega Nights. That just happened. <laughs> Yeah, wow. So, we I mean, we did our live show on Tuesday. It's funny, I listened to it, you could hear our mood change. It's pretty much it's, right around the time, what I think we shit got real for us when MSNBC started projecting Trump ahead. We are like, oh, oh no. So, it's, like, it's actually stored online, so you can still listen to it? Yeah, if you go to audio.com, that A-W... Because I was hoping we could start from scratch for this week's show. So, I mean, I don't see, really see the point in rebroadcasting that. <laughs> like, yeah, go to, not just saying that... I mean, there's actually some good conversation that we had there, and I'm going to pluck that out. But the whole broadcast of just us watching like reality set in is yeah. kind of miserable to revisit, honestly. Yeah, I was just upstairs. I was watching uh, the Stephen Colbert special that yeah, he wow. did on Showtime. I only watched a little bit of it. I caught the part where uh, it was sinking in for him, and he had the talk about how we pay too much to- attention to politics in general and that we did this to ourselves. I think I was just getting there when I was coming downstairs. But I, was, oh, really? I told you I was joking with you before the show, like, oh, the innocent times before midnight. <laughs> yeah. I know. I listened to a couple podcasts today that were recorded pre-Trump. And <laughs> it's like, remember yesterday and the day before? Yeah. When we, well, when we thought we knew what was going on. Apparently Joe Rogan... Doug Stanhope and a bunch of uh, Bill Burr and a bunch of other comedians did did the same thing we did at the comedy store, uh, a live podcast. I did a, a remote roast. Oh, that's pretty awesome! And I'm going to find it and listen that, to it when we're done recording. Yeah, <laughs> that was, yeah. that does sound amazing. I got about halfway through it that night, um, and then I, I had to go to bed after that. I was like, uh, I. I had enough. I I, I just couldn't. I, I couldn't take it anymore. I, 
What? What? Have, I've had the feeling for like the last two days of like, what have we done? Like yesterday, I literally was. I felt like stunned all day. Well, I felt like somebody died. Like I is weird. And I wasn't beating the Hillary know, drum either. I thought actually on Adam Carolla's show, uh, Glenn Washington had my favorite quote so far, and. I, I I really like Glenn Washington. His show uh, Snap Judgment is really good. I don't know that he's so good on his toes. He tends to just do a lot of drive talking. That's not meant to be like a black thing. It's just like you know he's very poetic in the way that he speaks, but he doesn't really say a whole lot. But he did say that uh, he felt like the the election results to him were like being served divorce papers, right? And I could identify with that in that you thought you understood the reality that you lived in, right? Just like I mean, most men, when they're served divorce papers, it's like, I thought I had a happy marriage. What the fuck is going on? Like, a, a lot of them are blindsided in that fashion. I don't think what most people understand, like, at least for me, it's not about who won. It's what won. It's... It's everything that that guy stands for. Right. Yeah. Like it's it's what one. It's as a fan of progressive thinking. Like if you are a fan of forward thinking, yesterday should have been a very horrible day for you. It was for I'm not like I said I'm I'm attached to Hillary. I had no emotional stake in this election. You and I talked about it on live broadcast and we voted yeah. for Hillary and felt dirty about it. But mm. like, just as a fan of forward thinking, like don't want to sound alarmist here but this should be like a dark fucking day like we right. voted to go backwards and we did it like uh, speaking of stephen colbert he did say in his speech that well, it wasn't really a speech but it, it, it was a moment in the show where it looked like it was pivoting like he was realizing <laughs> what was going on the oh shit moment yeah the oh shit moment in his show and he said that it was really unfortunate that they had Hillary Clinton as a candidate and that she was so weak of a, a candidate. And I've been hearing a lot of that from the more reasonable people who are on the losing side of this election. And I, I understand, like, this is, while, you know, in the lead-up to everything, we were talking about what's going to happen with the Republican Party. They're just fucking crumbling. Like, what are, are there? Is there even going to be a party when this is over? Well, I've read the and opposite now, today. Yeah, Post-election, it's like, what the fuck is going on with the Democrats? And, you know, there's a lot of talk about how they had too narrow of an audience to talk to. They were, they were, they were preaching to the choir, right? They were just making sure that they were getting their hardcore supporters out and not broadening their reach. They forgot. And this is not going to be a very popular statement. I don't give mm -hmm. a shit. But they forgot that middle class whitey holds this country up. Right. Middle class whitey pays I, all the taxes. Middle class whitey buys all the houses. Middle class whitey fills all the schools. Goes to all the Walmart. Like, I, well, yes, minorities are growing. Yes, and that's great. But it's our dirty little secret middle you know, class whitey hold that's honestly i think it's uh, okay hold hold, hold on though, yes, because yes. before before we jump off to this jumping point i just want to okay i got serious radio or channel 127's progressive news and uh -huh. i had i hopped in my car and i went to run up to the store after he he had given his speech and everything and uh can we talk about bear Tore. i don't know if you guys know who Tore is he, he's he's a political commentator um, anyways, he has his own show, 
and he had a guest on, and this guy, and he's like, "What happened? How did we end up with President Trump?" Mm-hmm. And this guest said, "A lot of things that we have all said." She said, first of all, we've been talking down." To the people in the middle and the moderates, yeah. and anybody who doesn't agree and tow the and tow the progressive party line, we call them racist and sexist and homophobic, and we we shut their we shut them down. We have no communication with them whatsoever. We completely abandoned the union and the working class white vote. We completely catered to a percentage of a percentage of our population, and she goes. And I I can't remember her name. She goes, and that's not to say that we shouldn't have. But let's be honest. You can't put half a percent of the population up and go after their vote and ignore 70% of the population. Yeah, you can't minimize the majority. I think there's there's an amount of profiling going on there. I I, I agree that... Well, what I was going to say is that he said he agreed with her. And he agreed with her like... Yeah, yeah, I understand. Okay, well, thank you. We're going to go to commercial. Next guest. Next guest, come on. This guy, come on. This guy was your stereotypical, just full of piss and vinegar. No, this is the white man and the white woman's fault. This is this is racism. This is homo- This is uh, homophobia. This is xenophobia. And, and everything that he had just agreed to before the commercial break. I mean, he, he was anybody who voted for a third party. You had, yeah, you might as well have voted for Trump. You voted to lynch black people. You voted to to electrocute gay people until they're straight. You voted to to, to subjugate and enslave and chain women and all that. I mean, just hellfire and brimstone preaching. And this 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 host, who three and a half minutes before had agreed with what the person who was using common sense and logic and reason was trying to get across, ditched all that, jumped headfirst into the shallow end, and just started fucking ravaging everyone who didn't absolutely 100% fall in lockstep with the quote-unquote progressive way of thinking about things. And I went, mm-hmm. what do you, do you, so you want eight years of this then? That's what you want. This is what you're telling me. It's more important to score cheap points and to keep being the bullies. Oh, yeah. The little cry, it's more important to be the cry bullies you have been for the last eight fucking years. And what they seem to forget is, I remember 2004 real well. I remember begging people, stop fucking saying to all the undecided and moderates that they're horrible people if they're even considering voting for Bush. We're going to get four more years of this. The war is going to continue. Do you people not understand that? Fuck you. Don't tell me how to talk. Don't try to censor me. And I'm like, I'm not censoring you, but how many times has anybody ever changed their mind by being labeled and, and put down and insulted? That's not how it works. And I remember 2004... And these people obviously don't remember anything pre-2008 because they've just had the world at their fingertips and been able to run amok with and say whatever they want. Yes, the, the left won the culture war. I don't think we can even argue that. In, in pop culture, in movies, in television, in all media, online, whatever, okay? But you've lost the political one. Are you happy? Is it well, worth it? So it might look like they don't have the numbers on the culture war either. Yeah, well, that's the <laughs> thing. Well, that, 
Joe, I've been watching lately. Samantha B watched her post-election show. Mm-hmm. She's doing the classic thing that people on the left love to do: already finding a villain. She blamed white people for it. Oh, which, I, I can't. Which I, she's right, but I want to amend her statement. Well, the, uh, in, the, in so much as they elected Trump. Yes, but if you want to look at yes. the numbers, you got to you blame old white people. Rich, we talked about this shit a year and a half ago with Bernie Sanders. Youth had to show up. Youth didn't show up. I looked at CNN. I was looking at the numbers today. I don't know the age groups, but if you combine them together, it's 18 to 44. Two age groups added up to 44% of the turnout. One age group, 45 to 60, 40% of the turnout. Add in 65 and over, 15%. So 55% of the people who turned out were fucking over 40. This is what happens when you don't show up, young people. And see, and also the fact that there's what I've been saying 317. Apparently, according to the media, to, to the media, there's 320 million people in this country who are eligible to vote if they wanted to. Yeah. Okay. Fine. All right. What a hundred and let's say 110,000 of them voted. So roughly a third. Forty-seven percent of registered voters stayed home. Okay. So a third of the entire population in this country who is who is eligible to vote or half because let's say you know of the 320 million you have felons people not registered to vote people under 12, 18 whatever. Okay. Okay. So half this country voted that was eligible to and under half of this country who was eligible to voted for Trump yet somehow this is all white people's fault. Because I haven't heard anyone correct anybody when they but go. According to the this, numbers, this is the white people in office predominantly. Well, I'm just saying I haven't heard anyone correct anybody about this is white. This is what happens when white people come out and vote and are angry. They need to, they need to correct it with this is what happens when old white people show up to vote. Young people didn't show up to vote again. It's been called the most important election in our lifetime. Young people had better shit to do. Aaron, well, you watched yeah. Bill Maher. You watched when Bill Maher, I'm assuming you did, when he when he was talking about Ken Bone and undecided voters. And he went on for three minutes uninterrupted, savaging undecided voters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, I was talking shit to him the whole time. I mean, not I'm that he like, can hear me. But. Yes, what are you doing? This is what I'm saying. I, I, this, is, this is the election that I don't even fucking, I don't even, right. I don't even act like... No, it's, I'm part of the Democratic Party anymore. And at one point in my life, I was a registered Democrat and happy to be so. Before the Fuck election, it was like, you've got to be stupid to vote for anyone but Hillary. And after the election, it's all, oh, well, you know, she wasn't really that great of a candidate anyway. It's no wonder no one was really that excited about voting well, that for happens. That, that happens all the time. They did that in 2004... You know, Carrie was the it was was Christ reborn, going to rescue us from from W. And then after he lost, it was well, he wasn't that great of a candidate, anyways. They did it to McCain. They did it to they do it every every time. Well, I mean, probably, I suppose, well yeah. Probably in modern times, the only candidate who lost a presidential election, who was a party's candidate, and then got a second chance was Nixon, because he lost in '60 and he he won in what '68. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's not forget about incumbent presidents that lost elections like uh, H.W., right? He only got four years in. Yeah. He wasn't... I don't think he was criticized for losing in that fashion. 
But maybe that's a different thing when you're talking about an incumbent president. Well, he had already won a term, though, is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I'm trying to shit on your point. Uh, you know, okay. <laughs> now so, that you Google so, shit on my point, <laughs> the, the big, the big question definitely is how did this happen? And I just wanted to run down a CNN put together a nice concise list of 25 reasons. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to go through all of them. Uh, he won because of Facebook and its inability to, or unwillingness to crack down on fake news. That's their lead. That's their number one. Um, I didn't know it was Facebook's job to filter news. Yeah. People share stuff on Facebook. That's Facebook's job to tell me your birthday. You, you're trying to tell me that even if their opinion is utter bullshit, that they can't share that? And then how does who at, who at Facebook decides between that and an Onion post? As to what's fake news and what's fake news. <laughs> this is the site that won't let me See, pay to promote the Weedsman podcast. Or so, let us so post right there. our episode called All Fucks Given, even though we censored it ourselves. If you're going to start with blaming Facebook, I'm not really sure I'm with you on this one. But, you know, out of 25, some of them have got to be right. Because of social media in general is the next one. Uh, because low voter turnout, we've talked about that. Because celebrity outlasts substance. And we've known that for a long time now. I mean, I think ever since Reagan got elected, because of white women uh, saying that they turned out more so than people thought that they would for Trump, that uh, the grabbing by the pussy stuff would actually keep them away. But it didn't in, in, in large part uh, because of white male resentment. And we've talked about that too. Because of Russia, possibly they're still... People are still talking about Russia's involvement in this. I don't know. I mean, I'll listen to an entertaining conspiracy theory all day, but show me some proof on something. Would CNN we'll be making this list if Hillary won? No, because it was expected, though. That's the, that's the reason for the list, is because every pundit, everyone, everyone, myself, you, we all thought that there's no way that Trump could win this. Uh, we're almost, okay, so where are we at here? Yeah, some of these are just dumb. Like, yeah, it's definitely gut check time as a country. Because rural Midwesterners don't get out of the house enough. All right, so CNN's talking down to a big chunk of the population. Yeah, talk down to those people. That seems to work. Because the Democratic Party establishment didn't push Bernie Sanders. Yeah, that's a good argument. Oh, okay, and that... I fucking love. I love that all these fucking people that sat and said, it, it, the, the condescending Sarah Silverman type people who fucking talked down to all the Bernie supporters, all the people that called them Bernie bros with that, with that little whiff of fucking sexism in there because they added the bros in there. Mm -hmm. Now we're going, oh, man, Bernie would have fucking crushed him. What were we thinking? I don't know. We tried to fucking tell but you. The, what were you but, fucking thinking? Had but. Don't, don't you dare put this shit at our fucking feet. I, I, we do have evidence that Bernie Sanders was, was pushed aside by the Democratic Party. We exactly. have hard evidence of that. So, and he rolled can, over. Right. He sold and the media, for the a media position did, he didn't get. Chris, okay, here's the deal. What, what, who did he have backing him? The media wasn't going to pick up and run with that story. They had already appointed their fucking queen and Hillary. They had their mandate. They had their oh, fucking orders. 
I'm sorry. I think I'm misunderstanding your your point, Rich. You're talking about more uh, the Bernie supporters who said when that it, you're an those, idiot for not supporting Hillary Clinton just because Bernie Sanders isn't running. When when the, when when right when it came out that super delegates and all that basically were in Hillary's pocket, and then the then it came out that the Democratic National Convention was basically conspiring with Hillary to knock Bernie out. Okay, that story was fucking like, here it is. Uh, okay, it's been three, four hours. Okay, take that down off the headlines, put something else up. And all Bernie supporters were going, this should disqualify her right here. Why isn't the Democratic National Con- or Committee doing something about this? Oh, that's right, because they're in bed with her. And the media just went, oh, okay, we're just going to turn a blind eye towards that. And Rich- there was plenty of people on Bernie's side screaming for weeks before the, the convention to pay more attention, to get more airtime to this story. There were non-mainstream media websites, magazines covering this story, that, and it was being buried. This, you can't, it, that's what I'm saying. This is bullshit. This is like the media giving Trump all the coverage they did for free. Airtime he couldn't have afforded if he tried to buy it. And then bitching that, well, why did this happen? Van Jones or whatever the fucking asshole's name who's on TV crying, oh, my friends, and oh, my God, they're going to round us up and make us pick cotton. Again. Shut the fuck up, dude. You're just as complicit what? as everybody he else. I wasn't saying that shit. Oh, get the fuck him, out of here. No, I'm not know, quoting him, but, but get the fuck out of here that that's not what he was implying. And Rich, I, got, I don't know. I don't I got know what you're talking I got, about. I'm I got sorry. I got black friends, I got gay friends talking about, <laughs> I'm afraid to walk down the street now. What are you, uh, really? Well, really? Where is this listen, coming from? Who's telling them this shit? Here's where it's coming from. You see a nation making very slow, but progress in race in general. Starting from, uh, you know, black people, it's... Yeah, I mean, they've been free for a long time, but it's only more recently that they've enjoyed a lot of those freedoms in the same way other races do in this country. And now you see progress on uh, accepting of other people from other countries, other immigrants, and other minorities like LGBTQ. And you see people start to get kind of weird about the the rights that we're giving these people. Well, maybe we should roll some of this stuff back. Maybe we shouldn't let so many Muslims in this country. Maybe we should uh, control, you know, how people uh, dress or what bathrooms they go into or... And... <clears throat> what was my point here? That uh, you see those start to get rolled back. As a black person, I think you see, well, what's next? Do we continue to regress? Because that's me. That's the next step back, and I already don't like where I'm at right now. I don't want to take a step backwards. So my question is that it's not my, that my point Donald is that they Trump's don't have a right to feel that way. My question is who is pumping the narrative that they should feel this way and pumping fear twenty four seven for the last two days? Hmm. Who's been, and what is who's been and, and, and what's in, into like what into what end? What's what's the purpose of it? To get elected. Be, no, he's already been elected. I'm talking no, about know. the last 48 hours since since the polls closed. Rich is talking about Rich is speaking of the, the gloom and doom. You're, well, I don't know. I I'm kind of confused why you're 
I'm pissed to, because to you see, got the media. See, a lot of people media. respond in fear and hatred to a campaign that was run on a lot of fear and hatred is not surprising to me. I'm okay, not. I, I'm not. And su- I, I understand that. What I'm saying is, and I guess I'll just fucking say it. Okay, my fault for playing bushes to beat around. Why is the fucking media pumping this shit up? That, oh my God, we're going to go back to the fucking 1900s or 1800s. Really? Really? I don't okay. know. It's, it's not even shocking. Look at, look at all the media. Go, go, go back and, and, and go on YouTube and look at clips. And you can see in the media's faces, the people that were reporting, that they were as stunned as everybody else. And you can see a lot of people who weren't hiding there. And I'm not talking about MSNBC or a progressive news channel or something like that. I'm talking about reporters who are trying to play it straight down the middle you can see that they weren't happy and so now they're like well let's stir the pot let's stir the pot okay so what do you what what, what is what is the point of stirring the pot what is the point of stirring the pot we're gonna what what is the point of getting people so terrified of each other based on their color or whatever simply because trump's in office What, what what is the point of that I don't understand it. I don't know. There's already enough division. You want to drive us further, a wedge further, deeper between us? I've heard a lot of hyperbolic statements today. And some of it was through the media, but I didn't hear this coming from the mouths of the media. And you can hear, well, on NPR, you can hear bias in their voice, just in inflection. Exactly. There's no, there's no question about. There's no such thing as an unbiased media. You can deliver. My my favorite example today. I heard. Oh shucks! How did it go exactly? Um, Oh wait, I did write this one down. Oh, said something about congratulating Trump on his electoral victory. I mean, there's an emphasis on the electoral, but saying that it. This is different than, say, the other thing, the popular vote, right? It's a little thing. You could say, congratulations to Trump on his electoral victory. Or you could say, his electoral victory. Yeah, they're, you see they're, how you they're playing the passive-aggressive game. You emphasize that word, like, not the popular president, but the electoral candidate. I also find it funny that I'll now, hey, good, that's a... In our Facebook chat today, good news, guys. White people can say not my president again. Because <laughs> yes. before Tuesday, you said it. You are squarely a racist if you said that about Obama. Now, since Tuesday, it's acceptable again. So, I, I find it yeah, funny but, all of the double standards I mean, that have shown There's a lot of people since but, Tuesday. Well, let me finish my point, though. I got a little off track. There's a lot of people in the media that are talking. Uh, they're. They're understandably upset, but I don't see a lot of the the type of statements that you're talking about. I the only thing I see is them giving voice to some of these people that are saying these outrageous things. Because I mean, what's left? I, you're not now. Trump has actually become boring. You know, he became he did actually the one thing that uh, he said that he did and he has done already on day one. He would become presidential. 
I don't. They flipped the switch on him. He was so presidential. He was so. Pre- he was the most presidential Come anyone's on. ever been. Hate him as much as you want, but his speech that night. Dude, I was looking at his. He kid. gave his kid, his kid. It was late. Okay. I know, that's Mandy kept looking at him too, and I kept, <laughs> I was defending him. Like it's like three a.m. He's like ten. Yeah. Like, he's probably been up for like twenty four yeah, hours. No at this fucking point. idea. Seriously, for, does not care. That kid was so twitchy. I, I, I'm wondering if he's got Tourette's or something, man. Seriously. <laughs> he was yeah. rubbing his eyes and shit. He was and twitching at shit. I was like, is he trying to catch a fly? What is he doing? Dad, is, shut up. Can I go to bed? Mom combed his hair to like dad's kind of. Just to say, they're they're keeping that kid's hair a little bit long so they can kind of style it like Trump's, so they can make you think that this is a genetic thing that's being passed on this type of hairstyle (laughs) (laughs) that you pop out of out of the uterus with a with a comb forward. Happens naturally. See, am I the only one that actually had shivers go up their spine the first time you heard somebody say president-elect Donald Trump? I was like, oh. Shivers, uh, a little bit of nausea. Like, he's going to be, like, meeting heads of state. Like, that guy's our, God, that guy's our fucking president. He's going to be right. given the State of the Union. Well, okay, so. Maybe, 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 and I'm, I'm sorry, I just had this thought. I just want to throw it out there. And yes. maybe it'll help you understand where I'm coming from, Aaron. Yeah. And maybe even you, Chris, because maybe I'm not explaining myself properly. The Democrats took a huge fucking loss on this. Okay, this was, this was, there's yeah. enough blame to go around to everybody. It was a sucker and punch. Like, they did not see this coming at all. What shocks me. They were going up for a layup, right? Is that, exactly. And what shocks me is that. And they got punched in the nuts. <laughs> instead of going into, okay, we lost. What did we do wrong? And let's correct it. And let's start rebuilding for two years from now. And do our best to take Congress and the Senate back, and then who are we going to run two years after that? Let's and, and and how can we heal any damage we've done by being arrogant and thinking that we don't need a whole group or groups of people? Instead of doing that, right. they're doing exactly what they did for the last yeah fifteen months to run up into this, and they're they're pointing fingers and they're laying blame at everybody's feet except for their own feet. Yeah. And to me, that is a fucking loser mentality. That's what losers do. Winners okay. don't fucking lose and then go, it's everybody else's fault I lost. Yeah, no, they go back into the locker room and they go, what the fuck did we do wrong and we won't do it again? Yeah, they do what they always do. Out of your own mouth, man. I was talking with Mandy about this today. Is You, you hit the nail on the head. You said the right will always lose because we'll be on the okay. wrong side of history. But. Except this week. Uh, but the left will always lose because they always need a villain, and that's what they're doing. They're not pointing the finger inward; they're pointing it outward. They're 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 not internalizing and go, "Man, we had this. How did we fucking blow this one?" Mm-hmm. They're 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 just. They're, I agree with your analogy, but they're, they're point. They're looking for. They're let's not lose the finger. Let's not lose sight of the fact that we're actually all on the same team. Right? That's why I like the divorce analogy that Glenn Washington had. You think about that pivotal moment in a relationship, not even outside of divorce, like everyone's had a breakup. And there's that time before the breakup where you have some realizations about the person that you're with. Now, you can leave that person. That's an option, right? But if you want to stay with them, you're going to have to figure out what you brought to the table as well, right? There is some, 
it, in this relationship that you're in, both sides are bringing some kind of anger and resentment to it. And they've both got to figure it out. It's not about these people are just racist that I will never identify with or xenophobic or homophobic. Yes, there are those people out there, and it's unfortunate that because we spent so much, there's been so much media coverage on it that we've scraped the bowl on this one and managed to dig up everything on every racist that's ever supported Trump. And yes, he said, has some, said some outrageous things. It makes you think that he agrees with these people. But you, if you don't get past that and start looking at, again, I, going back to Rich's point, how you talk to people, you know, if, if you don't get past your own anger and not just do something other than get out on the street and make a sign... I mean, I don't know where all this activism was before the election. Yeah, I'd be why, why was nobody protesting at Trump Tower before the election saying, I can't believe you guys are actually thinking about this? Well, I made a point on the face page. Uh, shouldn't all of this protesting gone on Tuesday in the voting booth? Like, that, that was your shot. Like, well, now, now you don't like it? Too bad. This is our right. process. If you would have came out on the other side of it, you would be saying what I'm saying. Like, I'm not... I am not happy about these results, but it's our process, unfortunately. And I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying that these types of records should be kept, but I would be interested in seeing the number of protesters that actually voted. Yeah, you should be going. You should should be if you're between the ages of 18 and fucking 40. You should be going to your friends' houses and you'd be protesting on their lawns. Hey, if you if you didn't vote. The protest. protest is now on your lawn, and then well, we spent 10 minutes here, and then we're going down to Mike's house, because he didn't part, vote. Part of what I love is the people that go, okay, well, who'd you vote for? Well, if you didn't vote for Hillary, you voted for Trump. Okay, all right. So, basically, you feel that my vote and other people's votes who don't want to vote for Hillary or Trump, if we don't want Trump that Hillary's entitled to our vote, which automatically flies in the face of the right to vote for whoever you want to. Second of all, I've heard people from various talking heads and, 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 and journalists and stuff post articles or say, we begged you people who were going to vote third party. No, you didn't. You talked to, to, vote to us for and belittled Hill- us. Okay, well, if okay, here's the deal. Even if you had to beg, you should have ran a fucking candidate. You didn't have to beg for votes for. That's on you, people. Right. This is what you. Okay? This is what you get for trying to jimmy the system. And yeah. two, no, you didn't beg us. Just like Chris just said, you talked down to us. You belittled us. You called us fools and idiots. Racist. And now you're and now you're trying to put the blame partially at the feet of these people even though the numbers prove that you don't know what the fuck you're talking about okay right. it's it's a proven fact through people through people who said they voted for johnson that if johnson hadn't have been there they'd have voted for trump he took votes away from trump stein didn't take enough votes to even make a fucking difference in any state yeah by the way so millennials congratulations you beat generation x in an apathy contest right that's a big feat well you know <laughs> Do we? Uh, the millennials are already like a hive mind. Like they would be such a large voting block 
Uh, they would just like, you know... They're going to love it when China takes over. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just be told what to right. do. And you get, a, you get a candidate that goes viral. And, uh, yeah, I mean, who knows who they put in office. Maybe somebody They couldn't even get motivated enough to vote for Bernie. That's who would have elected Bernie. Well, it was a miracle anyone under 30 years old identified with Bernie. If they would have just showed I up in the primaries, they only showed up in a select few states. If they just showed up in the primaries, perhaps the DNC would have had some second thoughts about their little fucking plan. So now all we have is a lot of speculation. Because nobody really knows what he's going to do on anything. A new overlord? <laughs> Everyone's running scared, and they have no... Yeah, he said some fucked up shit about, uh, about Muslims. But he's also said, nobody loves Muslims like I do. Or maybe, I'm sure he did. I'm not sure if he said that. But I guarantee you, at some point, he also said the exact opposite of whatever he said publicly. My, no, he has. He has. My, so, my best, we have no We really have no fucking idea what he's going to do. My best case scenario right now is just give me business as usual. I'll, he take, says he's gonna, I'll take business as usual for the next four years. That's my right. best case scenario. He says he's, he, uh, that TPP is a joke. But he is going to negotiate his own trade deals with nations. That he wants to, he said that he wants to get rid of NAFTA, which isn't. Those jobs aren't just going to come back. You don't, well, you need the cooperation of the other nation. You can't just stop. When those jobs come back, it's going to be a whole bunch of front office jobs and thousands of robots if they come back. But he's also said that he, he wants to renegotiate NAFTA. So who. This guy clearly said whatever the fuck it took to get elected, and we have no idea what the fuck he's going to do. Well, one the, of the things that one of the things the Young Turks are talking about is they went, they said, okay, we've had two, we've had uh, literally, I just watched this a couple hours ago. They said we've had two days. We've we've went through our get your news from our Rod Stewart cover band. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. I think it's I think it's the third time you've dropped that on me when I brought him up. So it can't be. <laughs> Uh, but no, they said, you know, if you go to Trump's site, all this shit about the wall, he's changed it to a fence. He's now not, he's now not talking about building the wall. He's talking about building or extending the fence along the border. The wall. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, is there going to be a moat Muslims? with alligators too? Because otherwise, well, I, you could dig underneath the moat too, couldn't you? Yeah, oh yeah. Where I mean, there's I mean, a will, there's a way. But you could distract the alligators. The, with people chicken. went back and forth the other side of the wall in Germany. The de, the deport Muslims. That's that's Not off his website all of a sudden. And there, you know, they also brought up. They said, also, he just during his what was it? Good Morning America little town hall meeting this morning, which I didn't I didn't see personally, but I just read cl- quotes from what he said on there. He was asked about the whole transgender bathroom thing, and he goes, and I'm sorry, I think we all three covered this at one point. We talked about it. Yeah. People were shocked that he said this. They can use whatever bathroom they want. If they want to use, the, if, if they were born a man, but they feel they're a woman and they're going through the transition, they can use the woman's bathroom in Trump Tower. I don't care. That's how it is in, in my, my, my buildings right now. It's a non-issue. And everybody's, oh my God, where's this coming from? This is what the fuck he said beforehand. So, right. like Chris just said, I'm hoping for business as usual. 
But if I'm going out and I'm wishing, I'm hoping he just said what he thought he needed to get elected. And now that he's in there, because he has said some very, at, at worst, at worst to progressives, at least libertarian style, lean, you know, ideas in the past, and some. To, to, to Republicans, it would be their worst nightmare. Some very progressive ideas also. So it's very, is it not possible this man just wanted to be in the spotlight and was saying anything and seeing what stuck against the wall and now he's like, oh fuck, I'm actually president? Shit. Yeah, I wonder if he had that moment in a mirror on Tuesday and went, holy shit, it worked. Right. According to, the Daily Show showed a picture of him and his whole family watching the returns as they came back and he was first projected pre- president-elect. And it, the entire picture, everybody's face, it wasn't jubil- jubilation. It was fucking shock. <laughs> Holy shit. It was exactly that look. And Trevor Noah goes, it, it, it kind of does my heart good, to, but it also kind of scares me that not only that's what I looked like when I heard that, that's what he looked like. <laughs> <laughs> he had the same look everybody had. Holy shit, I'm going to win. Exactly. Right. I, yeah, the the queer community has been the most vocal one that I've seen, just like on social media, um, talking about, you know, well, there's a lot of talk about lawyers offering pro bono services to get legal papers in order to make sure that, you know, you're legally married to your uh, your significant other but or if, that you're covered if, like, somebody died. I mean, but of all the garbage I've heard come out of that guy's mouth, I haven't heard any anti gay There's no there's no evidence that he's going to be against any of that. But eh, on, the other, on the other hand, that's just kind of good advice in general. If you can go to a lawyer and in some cases even free if they're willing to offer this pro bono and sign a couple documents that say that the government doesn't have the right to fuck you over in the case of something fucked up happens to the one that you love or your family falls apart, or, you know, any of the normal fucked up shit that the government is all, like, pro for if you're a straight couple and giving you, you know, rebates and and rights to see your your loved one and to terminate if they go brain dead and all this other fucked up shit. So there's no evidence that any of that is going to roll back, but, yeah, cover your ass, because why do you trust the government to just look out for you in the first place? Because we're about to get a conservative shit. We're about to get a conservative Supreme Court. That's... Oh, God. Yes. And we're going to... And that's why they're scared. The ones who know what the fuck is going on, because there's going to be a lot more cases of people... And discrimination, the uh, the florist case is probably going to make it all the way to the Supreme Court. That's been the most famous one. The, the, the I don't know if he was Christian or something, but his religious beliefs were anti-gay and he didn't want to do business with this customer because he he because the customer was gay. And that case is probably going to go to the Supreme Court and. Who knows who Donald Trump is going to put in in uh, an office, in that seat, and uh, or possibly even more. I mean, looks like the rest of them are still getting up there, right? That's true. There's no uh, spring chickens on the court. 
Yeah, it's they've got to get Snoop Dogg's hat on there. They're waiting for that in the proje- future. They're they're projecting for four years it could be one or two. For in eight years it could be two to three. Yeah, yeah. This ain't Pete so. Karen Coke. Clarence Thomas. This is Granddaddy Clarence now. When you see pictures of him, right. yeah, he don't he don't look like Bunk from that HBO right. movie they did about uh, the whole hearing. No, he doesn't. He's even an have, older man now. He's yeah. past the phase where he even has to make shit up when he's asked uncomfortable questions about shit he may or may not have done. He just goes, "Huh? <laughs> <laughs> What's that now?" <sighs> I just oh. I, I I see a lot on social media that. That my friends who are were gay or black or Hispanic or Muslim, they're posting these stories that people from Twitter and Tumblr and Reddit and Facebook have posted about. It's been two days and they've been jumped and harassed. And there's been some made-up stories too. Where does that's okay? Hold. That's exactly what I'm getting at because. <coughs> If this was the reverse, and it was white people saying it after, after, like in on mass like this, mm-hmm. and it being passed around social media as if it was fact, and it's all hearsay because you there's no there pictures, are, there's no video. If there were a lot of black people attacking when President Obama, if white elected, people were claiming that, people yeah. would be like, "Stop making shit up." That would be the assumption. Well, you you would. So? They would. The assumption would be your body. You have to prove it right. I can see that getting some traction. Actually, can I ask? I a believe question? there were stories that were not proven about some about violence. Remember, remember the one the one chick who uh, beat herself up and then like put uh, Obama on her like scratched it on her face or some shit and she did it in the mirror so it was backwards and the dumb bitch tried to say she got jumped by black guys that did it that was like the quality of the shit that i saw and that was isolated incidents this is literally in 48 hours i can i can share the post with you it's 50 different screenshots of people making claims yeah, I, oh, I didn't buy that one for a second. I immediately was like, "Did you check her for like diapers or?" <laughs> There's got to be something else. Like, I mean, her, if we're going, how was her hair? Was her hair was she well kept in general? Like, did she have nice hair? Or was if we're going by crazy looking? pure, like like in a court of law, what could be proven? Did I've one seen, eye blink before the other. I've seen I've seen two videos that show actual crimes or abusive behavior one unfortunately happened here in michigan in royal oak a bunch of students were chanting at a table of latino students build the wall build the wall build the wall mm-hmm. and someone took video of it one of the students took video of it the other one is a group of about four or five black guys pulling a guy out of his car and beating his ass going that's what you get for voting for trump steal his shit steal his shit then you hear off camera near the end hey y'all run someone or the cops is coming so those are two incidents I've seen of someone actually committing a crime. And it doesn't jibe with what I'm being force-fed on social media and from my friends who are terrified for whatever reason, whether it comes from the media or their own fears or a legit place, it doesn't matter. This is what they think is going to happen, and this is what they think is happening en masse, yet I don't know anyone it's happened to. And I highly doubt that all my friends who are darker than Timothy Busfield 
are all are, are are sitting at home for the last two days, refusing to go to work and leave their house. But I've yet to like there's if it's if it's such an epidemic that it's happening all over the country. Why aren't we? You know what I'm saying? Like really, in today's age of cell phone videos, of everybody has a a, a, a news studio in their pocket, no one's catching all this. And that's what I meant by the media, because it's yes, it is the online media that's pushing this shit. Because they're the people that are that are reposting this article and these posts, and they're stirring the pot. Yeah, social media has been a treat the last couple of days. Can I ask a question? Yes. Where is this fear in the LGBT community coming from? Because of all the garbage that okay, guy is... We already covered this. No, but I want no, it's, it's Mike Pence, because Mike Pence is into the whole pray the gay away thing. Plus he's... Okay. Plus he's, plus he's said that... I that you could, about that. He said that through electroshock therapy you can be cured of being gay. Oh, oh Jesus, one of those people. Okay. Because yep. personally, I've only ever heard Donald Trump say he's going to be an ally to the community. Of all the garbage he spewed, none of it has been anti-gay. But, oh, yeah, okay, it's Pence. Still... Conversion therapy, huh? That's a thing still? Yeah, I know, right? Okay. Well, that, that's the other okay, thing. Okay, no, then I see where the fear comes On from. On top of not knowing what he's going to do because we he's flip-flopped and said both sides of every issue imaginable, uh, we also don't know for sure who he's going to appoint to his cabinet. Because Christie's name is in like four of those, four or five of those. We do I, I saw the have, list today. We do seem to have significant evidence that he's really big into farming this stuff out. That he's going to, he wants to be the, uh, he's going to be on TV all the time. And once he's president. His list is generally a bunch of senators. Yeah. I read the list of proposed of the proposed like, Trump cabinet. His list. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's speculation based on mm-hmm. like you know who you, they see him hanging out with, who they know that he's had correspondence with, or whatever. Well, it's pretty but much. We, you, but we really I, have no idea who he's going to appoint. It was pretty much mark. reported. It was a given that if he was bringing him up on stage, at least this is how it's been reported in the media outlets I've read. Um, that if he was bringing him up on stage, that through sources in his campaign that they they have a spot on his cabinet unless they get caught, oh, I don't know, fucking a baby. So, I mean, so there's Chris Christie, there's Rudy Giuliani, there's Mitch McConnell, uh, Ben Carson. Uh, <laughs> I mean, put him on. He wants Ben Carson to be a secretary of education. Guy believes in creationism. Yay! Oh, look, look what we did, everybody. You're going to give low-energy Ben Carson education? You have to keep waking him Kids up. Kids falling asleep at school already. See, this is that's what scares me the most, because that... The, there's the, Okay, the odds that everyone in this country will sit still and let him start camps for gay people or Muslims or Hispanics... Let's be honest. At that point... There's going to be hell to pay because there's going to be bloodshed of some kind. Look, okay, that, no right. one's, no one's, no one's, no one's going peacefully. Is what I'm saying. I'm it's like know. if they Look. tried to. If they, it's like if they tried to. If if someone tried 9/11 again with box cutters, if the first fool who stood up with a box cutter and said Allah Akbar is getting fucked up by that entire plane, 
They got away with that one time. That's it. Unfortunately, Tuesday has taught me that I now have to start silencing that voice in my head that goes, eh, we're smarter than that. I'm not being facetious. Like, I think part of the last couple of days has been, like, be, be just being, like, disappointed. Like, holy shit, we're that stupid. Well, well what's, what's scary to me is that he will implement people that will are creationists, that will have a very anti-science, anti-fact because he doesn't care yes. about that shit. He'll fun, like you like you said, Aaron. He'll farm it out, and as long as you're his buddy, hey, there's the job for you. Just don't fuck with me when I'm on TV, and we'll be fine. That's what scares me, because you can I, do some damage in four years that way. The next four Januarys, this clown's going to be on TV telling us everything's all right. I'm fairly calm, but make no doubt, I'm confused and pissed off. And, uh, but, but I'm not ready to prejudge because I'm, I'm ready to criticize him if he does something fucked up, no doubt. But I don't see the point in a lot of speculation on what's going to happen when nobody has a fucking clue. Like, this has to be what a parent feels like when their kid does something fucking stupid. That's how I feel right now. Like, I thought we were, I thought we were better than this. I thought we were smarter than this. And it does kind of seem like the media plays a major role in this because you have all the suspense leading up to the election. Well, what do you do then? You know, the, what's the next story? It's like... It's like a, a TV show. You know, you wrap up this major story in season one, and then you're like, oh, fuck. It's well, like now, Twin Peaks. Now we have to think of some twist to keep it interesting, and we also have to figure out a way to keep this character central, because people really liked him from season one. You know, even though we killed him off, we'll bring him back in some way. And it's this continuation of the suspense. Now it's no longer about, will Trump be president? It's, what will Trump do? Will he immediately start building a wall? Will he immediately start repealing rights for gays and lesbians and transgender? Will he immediately start banning Muslims? Will he... Who knows what the fuck he's going to do, but he still has to... He's still... There are still checks and balances in the system, right? And no one's going to let the country go that far off the tracks to the and point where we are running camps in this nation again. We're too well informed for that, I believe. I On top of that, he would have to do sure. it through an executive order, and the president who rules through an executive order, their, their quote-unquote legacy will be unraveled through an executive order because all it'll take is the next president to strike down that executive order, and it's done and it's over with. And do you really think that these camps are going to be built to the point where we're talking Nazi Germany Part 2 in four years behind or, our backs? I mean, camps is like a kind of general term. More specifically, he's talked about deportation in numbers that are just unreasonable. I mean, We can't stop drugs be, coming over the border, but we're going to stop people. If you're about who, personal freedom... You should be most scared, probably, about what he plans to do with immigrants because everyone's going to get caught in that crossfire one way or another. 
because you're talking about a massive nationwide police force searching actively searching for immigrants and who knows what the fuck else they're going to find you know i they're going to be invading a lot of people's privacy in order to try and get these people out you know that's that's, so how is this how is this any different than talking about how in obama's administration you know uh that our uh, emails and text messages were read and that our phone calls were listened to, all in the name of stopping terrorism. And Donald Trump wants to do the same thing, all in the name of getting illegal immigrants out of the country. And I'm only saying this because what other tools do they have to do this with? How else would they propose to actually move this many illegal immigrants out of the country? You you bring up a very good point. I think it's something maybe that we should... that we should, not just us right now, but as a country, focus on instead of, oh my God, this is Hitler, the second coming of Hitler. Let's 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 be as realistic as possible. What things are on the table that are in danger right now? I truly believe he's going to do his best if his base really wants it. I w- if I was a woman, my, I would be worried about my reproductive rights, especially with him having to say in the next Supreme Court justice. Right. And even though I believe that there are a small number of people that voted for him because they were like, fuck it, let's just elect this clown because they want to see it all burn. But there's no part of me that thinks that Donald Trump thinks that way. There's no part of me thinking that, I mean, clearly he wants what's best for America. It's just that a lot of, we seem to disagree on a lot of uh, what is best for America. Um, yeah, you can't argue with the fact that the guy is going to do his best. I. We just hope it's our best. Right. Well, I, well I, honestly, like I said, if we, I was a, we would do, we could just hope that we can ca- keep him in check when he's not doing what we think is in the nation's best interest. If I was a woman, I'd be worried about me, my reproductive rights. If I was. Yeah. A legal immigrant, I would even, I would, as fucked up as this sounds, and I hate, to, I hate to fucking say this, but this is now the reality of the world we live in. Even if I'm a legal immigrant, and I've been here for fucking double digits worth of years, I'm going to a fucking lawyer and making sure all my shit's legal, just like we were, like Chris was talking about with people like who have, have been married and are gay. Make sure all your... That was you, me. Cover, oh, I'm sorry. cover your ass. Yeah, yes. when it comes to the government, just cover your ass. Um, yeah, and as far as gay marriage goes, <sighs> yeah, I, I, well, I personally, I think if you, yeah. if you're if you're gay or, or uh, uh, lesbian and you're married, I think that's more of a concern than there being people trying to lynch you in the streets. There. I hope he tells all those Republicans that abandoned him to go fuck off and he's going to do what he wants. Well, They've already started coming and lapping at his fucking dogs. Yeah, everything, dogs. everything at this point has been speculation. But there are things that we know that the people, a lot of people that supported him will be pissed off at him if he doesn't accomplish because these are things that he ran on. And the people are going to be pissed if he doesn't immediately start working on health care is the big one, illegal immigration, and uh, oh, what was the third one? What was the other one we were talking about? 
women's reproductive well, rights? Oh, yes, that absolutely that. And in two ways, not only defunding Planned Parenthood, which I... Obama just signed why something. Still, why are we still having this talk in 2016? Obama just signed something that basically took that off the table for him to do. I literally just read it like an hour before. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, if you can find that story, I'd be interested in hearing that. But not only that, but if he uh, puts some ultra-conservative judge on the Supreme Court, then your abortion rights could be challenged and possibly taken away. Yeah, it says Obama administration, this is uh, proposed a rule change forbidding states from withholding Title 10 funding from family planning providers for any reason other than an inability to provide services effectively, thus banning attempts to defund providers. Planned Parenthood falls under that. And also offer abortion services uh, what's false is, because I guess people were saying it went into effect today, rule change has not gone in, yet into effect pending a U.S. Health and Human Services Department review of public comments on the proposal. So. Yeah, and. That sounds like something that could get passed before January 20th. That's good news. Yes. If it can be protected, I think that, I mean, it's in the nation's best. This is where. I, Yes, it, it, it's not really about reproductive rights when it comes to Planned Parenthood. Um, condoms are are cheap, right? But the fact that we are promoting a place to get contraceptive, some in some cases get an abortion, uh, or just get guidance on when you have a problem... Uh, why aren't we promoting that? That's tax dollars well spent because we are paying so much more on the back end for people who are just sponges on the system with child after child that they get just so they can up their monthly government uh, check. It's it's the old argument of do we want to treat it after do we want to treat do we want to spend money on prevention or do we want We're to spend not- money on treatment? It's, We're not big on prophylactics in general as a nation. I mean that outside of condoms. Any prophylactics, uh, any time that we can s- head off a situation, we don't do so. We might be good in the crunch, but we because uh, well, we brought in fly the, by the seat of our pants. Because we've brought into play that Jesus thinks it's bad. It's well, bad to prevent life. I don't, we we give in to... It's the, even worse to... We give into the minority give birth to another statistic that never has a life. That is, the a, way, that is a loud minority now of the nation. By the way, it, something that, that believes that that, uh, that politicians give into out of fear of just being seen as pro-sex. Something that I love that has been lost in the shuffle so so far is you have a lot of people on the right who voted for Trump or evangelical Christians, or whatever. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I don't think we've ever had a president as publicly basically be meh towards any religion as Trump up to this point. Right. But he's- and so basically, you had, the Republicans put in the office probably the, the first... Openly atheist president. 
Yeah, but a lot of his beliefs line up with what a lot of uh, conservative Christians believe. And Donald Trump did get, uh, it wasn't a large percentage, I can't remember the number, but I'm willing to bet that whatever percentage of the Hispanic vote that he actually achieved was due to his stance on issues like abortion, based on the voters' religion. Which, and I have to say, remember when the whole hullabaloo happened about he said that women that have abortion should be punished? The question to him was, if abortion is illegal, should women who get them face He he was saying in black and white, if somebody breaks the law, they need to be punished. It's the system. If you don't like the system or the law, there's ways that we can amend that. But based on the facts presented, yeah. It's, it's just like, like my friends like who are and say, I don't agree with locking people up over, you know, small amounts of personal use. Right. But this, At least on the record, they say, but I have to do my job. Now, off the record, eh, they, might, they might have a different story for you, but I'm not going to out them on the, right. on the air. And we know that there's a lot of personal judgment that goes into a, a job like policing where there are crimes that they choose to overlook. You know, like in most cases, jaywalking I was, and, other, yeah, yeah. and other shit like that. But, and we all, we don't have a system, we don't want a system where they're basically judge dread. Like, well, here's a gun and you seem like you're an upstanding man, so you do whatever you see fit out there. And uh, you you can never be prosecuted for anything. Like, it, they do have to adhere to the law. It's not up to the 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 peacekeeper, the lawman, to decide what the law is. He's a law and order candidate, if you remember. So, yeah, it's unfair to criticize the police for for doing their job in a situation where there's a fucked up law. Change the law. That's what California did. And what was the other state? Oh, uh, um, Massachusetts? And Nevada. And Nevada. No, Nevada. No, what? It's California, Nevada, and Massachusetts. Yep. Oh, really? Completing that sin trifecta in Las Vegas. I didn't... uh, The polls that I was seeing up until then, it was really iffy in Nevada. It was like the only one that was like... Read today, Nevada. It made it. Prop 2. They're not going to... They can't have 24-hour smoking laws with weed like they do drinking laws in Vegas because I'm going to tell you what, the blackjack table is going to move way slow. (laughs) <laughs> and it's just going to be people well, think drunk people take a while a lot more taco joints on Las Vegas Boulevard in the next there, couple of years there will be taco trucks on every corner in Vegas yeah. <laughs> oh, and that's a good thing I go there twice a year for work oh it's on they'll, dude they'll find some way to cater to the stoners um, I don't know There'll actually you know, be places. Oh. There'll probably actually be places where you well, no. They bet on Pokemon. Pokemon. I was going to say they, what? they're probably going to have 420 themed uh, roulette or uh, slot machines. Yeah. You just watch the pretty colors spin. Oh, are they going to bring you Bud to the slot machine like they bring you? Like, how's that going to work on the strip? How's that going to work? At be, you could smoke for free. Oh no way! Yeah. <laughs> it would take fifty dollars. Coming up next year, feed it into a a machine for a while, and they'll just keep bringing you joints. The Weedsman doing a live podcast from Vegas. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) 
from Slot Machine 6. <laughs> I'm telling you, it would give me a reason to go there. Because yeah. I really don't. Like, I've been there, and it's not my bag. But that's big. That not- I'm not a big drinker. I'm not a gambler. I am... But California, this- that's the entire West Coast now. Yeah, dude. The entire <laughs> West Coast. That's not smog coming from California. The entire West Coast now, the entire left side of the country now has recreational cannabis. I'll tell you what, watching that Joe Rogan podcast, the minute that it was announced, and they were at the comedy store, Mm -hmm. so this was in public, this was in front of an audience, this was in a business establishment, the minute it was announced that it had passed, Joe Rogan whipped out joints, started lighting them up and handing them out. Nice. And no one said a word. Immediately, or... Immediately. That's I mean, California. No, but I mean, if you're Joe Rogan. Yeah, like, it's true. But no, and two, and then now there's a state fire. on the Atlantic Ocean. It'll just, just be like, it'll be like medical now. It's going to just fucking move inward. So within 20 years, probably oh, see it geez, through the whole really? country. <laughs> no, through the whole country in 20 years. I'm hoping within, the, well, God, wouldn't it be nice within like the next, what, 12 years? It's just fucking at the federal level. Recreational marijuana is just given the green light. Hey, Barry could take care of this on his way out the door. Listen, Barry. Yeah. Listen, Barry. You got two months. You know what's ahead now. You met him today. There's nothing There's nothing that he could do. He could make it not Schedule 1, at least. No, he couldn't. And he he can ask, and he has asked, he's at least asked the DEA to consider... But it is the DEA's decision on what drugs are, Put that are considered what schedule. Be like, do it! And even <laughs> even some sort of presidential decree or whatever that could get something passed that would give some sort of protection at the federal level would be easily undone by Trump right away. But my and only hope with Trump is Trump likes money. Trump, Trump is a capitalist. Your best hope for Trump is that he's hands-off with this issue and that he actually has some respect for states' rights. Because he has no incentive. There's nobody in his base that he appeal, that he needs to appeal to, and there's certainly no mandate from the people that he was elected on to do anything with legalizing any sort of drugs. So just hope for him to not mention the word. Alaska voted for him. <laughs> That's true. If you think about all the states where it's legal, did not go to Trump. Colorado went to Hillary. Oregon Washington yeah, went to yeah, Hillary. yeah. And you know, went to Hillary. There's talk of uh, 2017 that's going to be on the Michigan ballot again. and yep. the, They're going to be uh, getting their shit together in January to start a campaign. Um, I'm not sure what the organization's going to be called, but we'll fill you in on the Weedsman podcast. But we've seen in this election that our own state, our state is like as even... Is, as evenly divided as the nation is. We are representative of the nation in our voting populace the same way that uh, Pennsylvania was in this election. We're sitting in a county that went to Trump that's surrounded by three that went to Hillary. Yeah. I mean, maybe I haven't been paying attention to uh, the statistics for our county, but I was surprised. I thought thought that... uh, but I mean, some redneck ass. Then there's a Roseville. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Roseville. 
Are you speaking from a personal experience you had there? No. <laughs> well, no, I can tell you what happened with Macomb County. It's the northern part of Macomb County. Where nothing all the... against Roosevelt other than how much it smells. There's a there's no. a poverty line in Macomb County, Roosevelt. and it's called fucking M59. And mm-hmm. you get above M59, that's where all the money is. That's, that's how Trump took yeah. Macomb County. You know... If you live below M59, you work for a living. You live above M59, eh, you probably don't. Or you used to work for a living, and now you don't. Yeah, uh, there was a certain point when I went far enough north in this county and was like, well, here's where the trailer parks are. Yes. Like, we have them downriver. I wasn't sure, like... Oh, they're here. Yeah. (laughs) I lived right next door to one before I moved. Nothing against living in a trailer either, man. Just saying. All hail our not, new overlord. I'm not trying to talk down to any Trump supporters. So, can <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's kind of a lighter note. <laughs> this this whole uh, the, the 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 millennials were going to come up and revolt against the the government. This isn't our president. Okay, is anybody else getting a good laugh that these? People who are staunchly anti-gun think they're going to overthrow the government somehow. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? No, we're just going to talk them out of it. Yeah, right. that's no. not how that works. You're going you're gonna to do so for voting. Look over there. You really—it's it, it, not going to happen for at least another two years. Probably not for you another four. So just just ease off of it. All right, right. <laughs> Like I just, like, I just think it's amazing. Unless you, unless you have a foot to stand on in actually contesting this race, concentrate on what your move is going to be in the future. Your outrage is wasted at, at this point in time. Well, it's just we make fun of you know the the militias who think that their, you know, AR fifteen is going to protect them from tanks and drones, and it's like okay, so. Th- these college students don't even have weapons. I mean, what are they going to do? Like, hand them a card and say, I'm sorry, you can't roll your tank down the middle of my, into the quad because I'm in my safe space. Time out on the, on the revolution. I need to go see my counselor for a second. Get the fuck out of here. Same thing with uh, the, <laughs> that. Shit, put that, that cell Chris, phone camera on them and uh, upload that live. I'm periscoping as I'm about to get run over. Yeah. Okay, that'll work for you. Uh, the whole and the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? What the fuck? California? Really? You, you're gonna what? you're gonna succeed? Okay, you in Texas? Oh, I'm sorry. We got a white president again. Texas is probably. I don't happened. know what type of news you were you're listening to, Rich. <laughs> really? Like, are there really people in California talking about seceding from yes. the nation? Yes. <laughs> like who? Uh, Who are uh, these people? There's a whole website put up about it. Apparently leading the charge. Come on. Yeah. Well, not just with the stories I've heard from Adam Carolla about how the California government is run. Good luck with that, California. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Good luck (laughs) with that. That's what I'm saying. This is no different than when Ted Nugent said he was going to leave if Obama got elected again. And he did. And unfortunately, Nugent's still here. Slapping his gums. It was no different than te- when Texas said they were going to succeed from the union if Obama gets elected again in 2012. He did. They're still there. Yeah. I mean, everybody, everybody, calm the fuck down. That's why I said it's a much lighter note because none of this shit's none of this shit's real. 
this is this is the people who are just really pissed off. This is the equivalent of playing Nintendo with your brother, and as he's about to win, you unplug his fucking controller. Yeah. This is a temper tantrum is what this is. And it's just like, really, really? Come on. And Aaron, you nailed it on the head. You put you, you said it in a much more succinct way than I was trying to say it. Your outrage is fine, but you're not going to change the results. Concentrate on the next two years. Most likely concentrate on the next four years. That should be your plan. Yeah, you're wasting time and energy right now. It could be channeling in a different direction. Well, I mean, if you are smart, a lot can be done at the local level. So, yeah, you should be concentrating on what's going to happen in two years' time. I didn't vote on any of those elections. But I also agree with uh, Stephen Colbert that we have ingested too much. That the reason that people are all freaked out and... It happens every election, right? Every single election, there's a a person who feels like they lost, that their candidate didn't get elected, and the world is going to end. This is the end of a democracy in America, and this is going to ruin the nation. We found out that our nation is a lot stronger than that in the past. There's no reason why we should think that it would continue to be so, and that Donald Trump could do something to actually dismantle our democracy. But, uh, yeah, what was I saying? Concentrate on the next two years. Do something about it. Well, this is what I was trying to get across to a few people. I said, look, in 2008, the Republicans were so pissed off that they lost and Obama got elected that come 2010, the group that stood up and basically took over the Republican Party for at least a period of time was the Tea Partiers. And if the Democrats who supported Bernie, and Bernie's not, Bernie's going to be almost 80 years old in, in four years, okay, but his ideals, his ideas, his philosophy, if, if that's what you support, then be the be that group in the Democrats who come in and look at the Democratic Party and go, look, we're going to we're going to hijack you motherfuckers because we gave you a shot in 2016 to put a candidate who had a, a, a fighter's, a puncher's chance of winning this fight, and you didn't. You played politics as usual, and you went down the list of who was next in line. You saw it was Clinton, and you put her in there, and you propped her up, and you sold us a bill of goods, and it wasn't what you said it was. So we're coming in, and we're voting out the old guard, and we're voting in a new guard. And if you don't like it, too fucking bad. Because the one thing that I think this election should teach everybody in this country is, no matter what is said to a pollster, no matter what is said at work, at school, about who you're going to vote for, when people get in that booth and no one's looking over their shoulder, that's when the truth comes out. Because a bunch of pollsters... Not every one of them could be wrong. People had to be going, I'm not going to admit I want to vote for Trump because I don't want to hear the bullshit. Mm -hmm. But when they got in that booth, they voted for Trump. Right. And even, you know, it was a candidate as extreme as Donald Trump that was making me disbelieve that the conservatives could win this election. Because my natural instincts, just based on being old enough to see enough election cycles and see this happen where the pendulum swings... 
and it's swinging in these eight-year segments where yeah, it left and right, and but it and it does seem to be increasing with energy where it swings wider each way. You got to believe so, though, for the last twenty-five years we've only had oh, it was twenty-five years ago. The last time we had a one-termer, yeah, it's been two termers, and since then we're we're more than likely. <clears throat> we like to, as a nation, give somebody a mandate, see what they can do. But in two years' time, there's probably going to be a lot of seats in both houses that flip over to the Democratic side in order to keep him in check a little bit. That's what that's what tends to happen. And if he doesn't fuck everything up, we'll give him another term. So, I mean, it's crazy as it might sound. Yeah, we're looking at Easy, eight buddy. years of, of Easy. Trump. But then we're looking at somebody that at least gives the, the some other party, and I'm not even saying the Democrats, hopefully the Libertarians or somebody else, the chance to come up with that radical candidate. You can say what you will about Donald Trump. He is a radical ca- candidate. That guy's going to be on like posters in school so there's with pictures of presidents when they teach it. Somebody just as radical on the left is going to be in an office. And you know, if they play their cards right, they can do it in four years. If not, then it'll probably happen naturally in eight, because that seems the way that this country thinks. I don't know. I don't. I don't know why that is, but it's like anything that you know. It's in cycles, like fashion. You know, we're constantly cycling back to twenty years. Everything's on this like loop. I don't know what I'm getting at. No, you said it perfectly. It's it's getting to something bigger. It's a whole other conversation. I mean, but you're not, you're absolutely right about it. You know, eight years of Clinton, eight years of Bush, eight years of Obama, you know, Daddy Bush. Well, that whole, I really think what fucked him up, no new taxes, read my lips. If he'd have never fucking said that, history might have been written a, a lot differently through the 90s. But I mean, you know, he didn't, and he didn't really like to bullshit or pussyfoot around, and I don't think the nation was ready for that type of honesty. Well, I think they were hoping for Reagan part two, and they didn't get it. Yeah, no. Reagan was much more of a glad hander and a, and a daddy figure, and he was like, he was, he was like your accountant that comes in and is like, listen, we got to talk. <laughs> no, Reagan was daddy, Bush was granddaddy. Yeah, Bush but, I mean, was grandpa's. No. <laughs> Bush was <laughs> grandpa's you, here. Then you go. Then you go to. I mean. Yeah, but the no bullshit type of grandpa. Yeah. Like, you're doing this all fucking wrong. I fought in a war. I killed some Japs. I ran the CIA. I ran drugs across the border. I mean, uh, I ran the CIA. (laughs) I trained Osama bin Laden. (laughs) I run the CIA shit. (laughs) Run your poppy fields, son. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I'm, I'm just shocked it was, it was Trump. I just thought, and I, once again, this is well, well-worn ground. Uh, I, I, we've all said it. It's just, how many times can a man shoot himself in the foot and still come out unscathed? I mean, it, it's he did it though. I mean, and all I'm waiting for, which I'm going to love, because it's going to take huge leaps of faith. To believe half of the, excuse me, ninety percent of these conspiracy theories, which eventually are going to come out, are 
how did he get elected? Did Russia have something to do with it? Was it Russia, ha- Russian hackers who hacked in and, and changed the votes for, you know, for uh, uh, Trump and blah, blah, blah. I'm waiting for all that to come out. Yeah, but what's the number you- one argument when somebody is, conf- is confronted with, well, you support Trump and you're a woman and he said this and you're a minority and he said this? Uh, it's usually, well, it's just politics. Now, I understand how politics goes. People have to say certain things to get elected. And we are we are so jaded about politics in general that I, whether the people are being delusional or not, they're feeling like they're seeing past what he is saying and trying to, well, I mean, in, I guess in great respect, cherry pick what they like about him because you kind of have to because, again, he's all over the map with his opinion so you know you can just hear him say something that you like about illegal immigration or abortion and just ride that and tune out everything else as just politics he just has to say certain things to get elected because it's kind of like religion isn't it you can just like read this whole book of how to live your life and you can go well yeah but these parts make sense and these parts not so much yeah i like i like shrimp i'm not going to stop eating that (laughs) If if I want to if I want a hamburger on Friday, fuck it. I'm not going to the fish. Yeah, there's fry. some things in the Bible that are just ridiculous to believe in, and there's some things that Donald Trump say that are just ridiculous to, to take seriously. That's that's their defense. I'm not speaking for myself. I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of a of a Trump supporter who justifies their actions, even though they are not the wholehearted uh, xenophobic. Uh, homophobic people who are out there and do support Trump, and it's unfortunate that he did so little to actually try and actively distance himself from it. But uh, I don't know. You know what? I'm done. I'm done trying to like extend olive branches. Well, something that just popped <laughs> into my head is is I, okay. We've we've covered that. You know. Okay. Basically. People who were against Trump, who are not straight, not white, okay, it's all white people that got Trump in. And it just it just hit me while you were talking about what you were just talking about. We just listened to a couple episodes ago, like five minutes, maybe maybe it was more like two or three minutes, but of, of a bunch of high profile rappers singing Trump's praises. And yeah. Going back to what I said about, you know, people will say one thing in public, but then when they get in the voting booth, it's a different story. I got to wonder how many people who aren't white and aren't straight that that, that, that actually applies to. Because it, can, it like even if every single white person in this country voted for Trump, if you take... Every other my, uh, quote unquote minority lumped them all together. They're the majority then. So there's no way that it's just white people is the reason he's in office. No, it's not. But I mean, is this going to be something that is never going to be talked about? It's just going to be swept under the, the rug and it's just going to be like, well, shh, we don't talk about that. That's like. No, uh, they're yeah, smart. They'll band together as a voting block and find a candidate they can support. I mean, because it's like people that go, oh, well... Uh, no, no doubt the next liberal candidate is going to be a minority of some sort. You know, people that go, oh, well, it was black people that voted Obama in. No, no there's a bunch of white people that voted for Obama, too. 
Okay, there was a bunch of Latino people that voted for Obama. It's not as tribal as some people, and it, and mostly it was people on the right, at least in my experience, saying that, well, black people just wanted to get one of their own in there, so they voted for Obama. Okay, well, even if every black person that's eligible to vote in this country did vote for Obama, it's still not enough to to get them in. Hey, have you, you read the story about the CEO of Grubhub and the memo that he sent out to his employees? Uh-oh. I use Grubhub. Are they yeah. going to go away? Oh, come on. They're my friend on the road. That's how I eat. Co-founder Matt Maloney sent out an email. Says this, I absolutely reject the nationalist, anti-immigrant, and hateful politics of Donald Trump and will work to shield our community from this movement as best as I can. Uh said that Grubhub will fight for your dignity and your right to make a better life for yourself and your family here in the United States. So, What does that mean? That's all reasonable and well within his rights you to say... You deliver me my food. How are you going to do that? No, he's talking to his employees. He's not sending oh. this out to his customers. The employees of Grubhub. And that's all... That, again, that's all well and good. He's welcome to his opinion. And he's... That's saying anything wrong. He's saying he disagrees with this candidate, and here's why, and here's what I plan to do to support my employees. Now, the part that might uh, actually get him into a little bit of hot water, though, was said, I want to clear. Oh, wait a minute. I skipped that. Where was it? Where was it? If you do not agree with this statement, then please reply to this email with your resignation because you have no place here. Oh uh, yeah, that can definitely yeah. Whoops. No, he, he tried to. He, Someone didn't run something by his lawyer before he sent it out. He clarif- no shit. He clarified <laughs> when asked about it that he was saying, uh, if you do not agree with the, you know, if your if your beliefs are xenophobic or homophobic, then I don't want you working for me. Is what he was saying. Uh, what was kind of implied though was that if you voted for trump you should quit because i don't want you working here yeah and that is illegal discrimination correct well even if uh, in correct me if i'm wrong even if someone is homophobic xenophobic racist as long as they perform their job and keep their opinions to themselves you can't be fired for that. I mean, at will employment, you can be let go for any reason at any time. But, I mean... You, you, I don't know. You can get you, fired for just saying racist shit or homophobic shit. But if you don't express, if you don't express how you sure. feel and you who, do who your job... Know? Who would know? Exactly. So... There could be racist among us. We don't even know. Basically, well, yeah, that's that's the that's one. There was a Patrice O'Neill bit that he's like, the reason I hate racism now is because there's no no one's racist. He's like, I liked racism in, in the '60s, but everybody would be right, like, every, hey, darky, yeah. get out of my face. You when know? everyone's racist, then nobody's racist. You can't tell who the true racists are. He's like, right? yeah, now it's like you, know, you ask a white guy, hey, uh, you how, you racist? Oh no, what do you think about the OJ verdict? I think it's horrible when any man hits any women. For any reason, like, just say what you still want to say. You know, like he's, he's like this undercover racism pisses me off. <laughs> he's like, I'm looking at this guy with the tattoos and the shaved head and the suspenders on. I know you're racist, but if I ask you, you're going to say no. <laughs> well, I'm just, 
I, I mean, I get what he's saying, and but yeah, if someone comes out and says, like, if you, I ain't delivering to them kikes over there in West Bloomfield, see ya, there's your job, bye. That's, legally, he has every right to fire you Man. for that. But if you don't express that and you deliver to people no matter where they're at... It was poor wording. I, I From the way that the email reads, I believe that he is sincere in his belief that it was merely, if you are racist... If you are bigoted in some way, I don't want you working for me. But was very easily read as all Trump voters. There's the exit. I think. I think once again, it's people firing off from the hip and the lip yeah. out of emotion. We're all guilty of it. You know, easy with self righteousness, buddy. You just own a food delivery company. That's why I. I've been uh, trying to make a habit of tweeting, but I, I haven't tweeted in the last 48 hours because I just shouldn't tweet angry. It's just <laughs> not recommended. Well, we got a president who's fucking... I, I don't know. Has he been on Twitter? He's uh, yeah, I heard, I heard a rumor get, that... He's going to get the password to the POTUS account. How does that make everybody feel? I heard, I heard a rumor that, that uh, on another podcast... That said, people in his camp two weeks before the election basically went to him and had an intervention and was like, um, "Mr. Trump, we need your your login information for Twitter. You need to stay off Twitter for the next two weeks." <laughs> it's like, even if that's not true, that would make a great SNL skit because I could picture that happening. Like, you have to. He, no, no, because you get you at three in the morning, you're on the toilet firing off these tweets, and no one can stop you. <laughs> Someone had to fucking, they had to draw straws or flip a coin for who was going to talk to him. I know, because that person, you know, that you're fired. Yeah. So that was their job right there. Ultimately, they may have got the login for information, but <laughs> the first one through the door was getting fired for having to deliver the news. I don't know. What what if what if Donald Trump's Twitter feed is the best thing of about his presidency? What if his uh, inclination to tweet out every thought at every at any hour of the day exposes what the fuck is actually going on in politics and White going House. on in the White House? Horrible furniture. I got better <laughs> furniture in Trump Tower. Right. What's with this low water toilet in the Lincoln bedroom bathroom? This is bullshit. <laughs> low flush toilets, un-American. <laughs> I can't even give myself a courtesy flush. These low energy toilets. I'm. I don't know. I'm. It's. An, I'm trying to reach for another silver lining here. <laughs> like, what if? It, what if part of his incompetence in his job, it has the side benefit of exposing politics to the degree where people get are informed enough and get sick of it enough that they actually do something about it you know can we it's also talk about thought. another big issue here that nobody's talking about sure why not how about the first for the first first lady in all of our lifetimes that we'd want to fuck don't Even, don't sit here and tell me you wouldn't fuck her Oh, in our lifetime? Not, yeah. In our lifetime. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Had, who have we had? I was going to ask, Re do I have access to a time machine? Nancy Reagan. Back in the day, I hit no, it. No, in our lifetime. Nancy Reagan. Yeah. No. no. Barbara Bush. No. No, I never wanted to fuck George Washington, so. Yeah, Hillary Clinton. 
No. no. Not even back when she had the bangs. You know, no. Uh, Laura Bush. No. Well, I was going to say. That silver linings well, go. I was going to say. cheap, but yeah. I feel you. Well, I was going to say. First bangable first lady. Aaron with the time machine, but it's like, no, we're talking about right now. Laura Bush should look like back in the day, yes, but now, no. Yeah. But to Melania Trump, yes. I would let the first lady blow me. See, but I know a lot of guys who think Michelle Obama's just sexy as Oh, fuck that's true. Them. I forgot. I would have sex with Michelle Obama. See? I, I think she would have sex with you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it, she's beautiful. She is, no doubt. No, I, no I'm saying Not she's got the time. arms. She's got the arms. It's like that, that family guy skit when, when you know, Peter's at, at the kid eating breakfast and Brian comes down and goes, what's the matter? Why are you shaking? I had sex with Lois last night. Oh, congratulations. She was the man. You know, it's like, I think I think Michelle would throw us around the bedroom a little bit. She'd rough us up. She'd be like, you going to take it, bitch. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Let me strap in and hold on. My safe word's Philadelphia. Go. Uh, I don't know. I'm just going to go ahead and be petty and say it's it's the shape of her face. I don't know what it is. It's not any. Maybe it's the jaw. And I who Michelle or Michelle Obama? Um, I tend to like a strong jaw traditionally, though. But I don't know. Just something about her throws me off. Trump's wife. I mean, Trump's wife is actually the same thing for me. She kind of has that uh, the same shape of face. Get out of here! You would have sex with that woman. I, I would, and I most likely would have sex with Michelle Obama. I'm just, you know, not lusting after either one of them. Yeah, that's, Plus, the, best, that's the best way to put it. There's plastic in that Melania. Like, she's not... She ain't got enough ass for me, man. Oh, really? Sorry. I haven't really paid attention to her ass. She got. She's got like that that uh, that Kate Middleton flat ass thing going, and it's just that it doesn't do much for me. Well, just imagine like, what the next eight years is going to look like with her. Like her face is going to get starting all like Melanie Griffith and shit. Well, okay, but think about it. This there's a very good chance we could have a president Lips who ends up divorced while in office. Divorced president, yeah, trading up for the new model. What? Was he gonna, he's, he's already eyeballing one of Barron's classmates. <laughs> you want to polish the president's knob? Because Barron's like, what, 13, 12, something like that? He's like, I'll see you in six years. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just glad her, 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 her first lady uh, pet project is online bullying. I'm oh, just so God. glad about yeah. that. Because it's it's about as something as useful as, I mean, at least it's not something stupid like the the drug war. I thought it was an Onion article when I first read it. <laughs> well, seriously, right. this is. That's why, and that's I was why like, I that's, said that's a little too on the nose, Onion. Usually, you're clever than that. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think was more disappointed, Hillary or Bill? Oh, I was I was going to go back. I was going to see all my old friends again. All my secret secret trap doors. <laughs> Bill was excited because he was going to get a fresh new set of interns. I, oh yeah, I had some weed in the Lincoln bedroom and a pipe. I put them in the register. Check no, what's going on that? What's going to happen? Hillary's going to go wherever Hillary goes, and then Bill's going to go back to his uh, either his presidential library in Arkansas or he's going to oh. go to his office in Harlem. 
Bill Clinton was good for Harlem. I used to have Harlem when I when I was going out there for work. The part of Harlem he picked has been quite gentrified. He was good for Harlem. Yeah, I, I mean, let's be honest. If they're not, if she, if she's not in the White House, and she's not getting another chance to run, that's just all there is to it. This yeah, was her what, last shot. What she is knows, Hillary you know, going to do? That's to retire. Yeah, have a nice one. Wait to die. I mean, go on the road speaking. Oh, eventually. Course, yeah. But her and uh, her and Oprah are going to finally come out and be the power interracial couple that we've always known that they were. That would be the most power lesbian couple ever. Seriously. Hillary Clinton and Oprah Winfrey. You, they you could both get more power can, lesbian than that. Oprah can ditch her beard, Stedman, and she can ditch Bill, her beard, and yeah. And if she had done that before the election, she might have actually won. It was all a lie, everybody. I'm allowed to do this now. I only fucked her once. Man, we had to have to, a kid. To lose an election, not only to lose an election, but to lose what would be guaranteed shoe-in for historic presidency just based on the fact that she's a woman. But it has to hurt. Right? It's the difference it's, it's the difference between being in the history books and not. Did she... Okay, I didn't... I know she didn't give her concession speech that night. No, it was the next day, yeah. Did you see it? Because I didn't. And I heard different stories that she got choked up and sque- and squeezed out a few tears. At sort of I heard point. some of it, and she her voice sounded shaky, and it was unclear whether it was just like lack of sleep, which I'm sure was the truth, mm-hmm. or if she was truly getting emotional. I mean, come on, I, how, is, how could she not get emotional? I, on, t- on top of it, if her voice was wavery, this is what, a 60-something-year-old woman who's been running ragged for the last year campaigning. Right. Okay, take away right. her politics. Take away Battling whether, pneumonia like, the whole time. Yeah, take away whether you... Puking what? behind the stage and hacking up lungs in her hotel room. I don't know. Take <laughs> away her politics. Having heart take, attacks and seizures. Take away all the shit about it, whether you like her politics or like her stance, like her personally. Imagine your grandmother running for president at that age. You'd be yeah. like, Grandma, Grandma, we don't even let you hold the remote control let alone run for president. What no. are you doing? Well, no, she's the same age as my mom. Like, I can't see her out there, my mom out there doing all that shit. My mom does enough. Exactly. Anybody that age doing that shit. That's the age where you're supposed to be winding down, relaxing, buy an RV, drive to Yellowstone, go to Nudist Colony for the first time. I don't know. Ugh, now that sent a shutter up my spine. Sit in a bathtub on a beach. That's what the commercials say, right? <laughs> Drinking a Corona, popping Cialis. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just. I, I, I uh, yeah, I thought it was, and, and the pettiness, because we've covered the pettiness on the loser side. I got to say, there's a lot of pettiness on the winner side. And if you were for Trump and you're listening to us and you're one of them people walking around talking about I'm bathing in liberal tears, you're just as much as a douchebag as any fucking woman who took a picture of herself drinking a mug that said male tears. So you ain't no better. You're a piece of garbage. Shut the fuck up. Try to have some try to have some grace in winning. How about that? As as we say in the sports world, act like you've been there before. Okay? 
We got a lot of bad winners and bad losers. Jesus Christ, man! I can't. Yeah. It's like you, you're that shit is where I'm like, you know what? How about all the people that are gloating about winning? We we feed them to the college students one by one. Can't throw the Christians to the lions anymore. Well, Rich, we can throw your asses to the college students one by one. Rich, I think you hit on it earlier uh, in our Facebook chat. Uh, this is the. Everybody gets a trophy generation. Nobody knows how to win. Nobody knows how to lose. Because everyone's just used to getting the goddamn trophy. Well, yeah. I know. I remember I remember clearly 2004 and sitting there going, how the fuck? I remember the, I remember in, in the UK, their headlines the next morning after the 2004 election was they, they put the exact number that voted for Bush and said, how can these people be so stupid? <laughs> they just had to wait 12 more years. So I, yeah, the national, I'm used to it. Outside of, well, I think Putin, Netanyahu, and uh, Kim Jong-il. Oh, Putin is rock right now. He's so hard. So much blood in Putin's penis. Those people are are happy. (laughs) Uh, Is Angela Merkel still in charge in Germany? She's probably pissed off. There's a lot of... Well, China's got to be pissed off. A lot of nations that are going to see either if Trump gets his way, troops pulled out of their country, which may or may not piss them off, actually. Who am I to judge? I don't live there. Yeah, China's probably looking at Hillary being like, we had a deal. Or or having to pay to keep those soldiers there, because that's another thing that he's been fairly consistent on saying, is that we're paying too much money for too many troops in other countries, and they need to either reimburse us for it, or we need to get our troops back home. China's, we have the best standing army in the world. You want them there, you got to pay for them. China's Han hey. Solo. Fucking Hillary is... What? Lando Calrissian. Uh-huh. And then Darth Vader's Trump. <laughs> I think... Think about that. I think uh U.S. is Lando Calrissian and China is Han Solo. Because that's who we lost the Millennium Falcon to. I don't know where this analogy is going, actually. <laughs> I don't even know where it came from. I don't know where it's going. <laughs> and well, it's shocking that it's coming from Chris, of all people. You know, <laughs> something me or you China's say, probably right? looking at Hillary like, we had a deal. This was not supposed to happen. I don't like to try and, and direct the, the conversation too much. But I, and definitely I wanted to get all this kind of election wrap-up off of our chest, because I know we all have a lot to say about it. But I, I think we should consider making an effort to not avoid political issues for uh, the next couple of weeks, but just not have it be the the main thing. I mean, I, again, going back to Stephen Colbert, I agree with him. We really OD'd on this shit. You know, hey. The media fed it, but we ate it all. We, we, lit, can, we, we can make, the all, the, plate we can make all the attempts we want, but... If there's some dumbass shit that happens in the next couple of weeks, we'd be idiots to ignore it. Mm-hmm. And, I'm just saying. Right. And and the media has more ways to track us than ever. This has gone beyond Nielsen. Like, they can follow your clicks on what stories you choose to, to read, even if it is just to say, wow, this uh, headline is outrageous. I have to read what this can't be actually true. But 
the the more that you follow those stupid rabbit holes of conspiracy theories and everything, you're basically telling your internet service provider and the advertisers that pay them what your interests are, and your interest is garbage. <laughs> so I want to talk about safe surfing. Like, if you really disagree with what the media is putting out there, choose not to consume it because, again, they have more ways to track us than ever. And if people aren't paying attention, if they're not clicking and they're not watching, then the advertisers aren't paying and the people who control the content aren't programming that content. There's a way to make a difference and, and with your dollar. Vote with your dollar. If you think that the media is doing a fucked up job of running uh, every little story in interest of being fair and balanced and complete and making us so like I'm not saying that the media is, is responsible for uh, tarnishing Hillary's image as a viable candidate, but it certainly didn't help that we had to hear every story about every theory of why somebody thought that she was corrupt or had lied in some way or had possibly done this or that, but we don't have any evidence about it. Yeah, but this was the same media that was... Donald Trump was just fucking just torched every day by them. Yeah. But but anyway, I, I'm getting way off my main point. Again, not trying to steer the conversation or, or try to steer where we go in the future. I just think it's something to think about. Do you hear that Snoop Dogg is suggesting an economic boycott of all the states that voted for Trump? So I was thinking, like, you, so you're send the money, you send the money back from somebody who downloaded your shit from Nebraska? Probably not. Chill the fuck out, Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Come on now. Oh, God. Well, I guess you kind of left the door open. It's kind of music. It, 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 what you said is kind of music related. Uh, did you hear Leonard Cohen die? Uh, is this good? Yeah. No. Yep, during while we were podcasting. Leonard oh, I, I literally read it like away. five minutes before we started. A buddy of mine posted about it, yeah. 84 years old, I believe. It's 2016, man. Anything's possible. Damn it. I know. He, he, he Fucking hugely. If you don't know who Leonard Cohen is, you know his work. Trust me. You just, you might not Many know people him heard, doing the songs. Yeah. His songs covered by Concrete, Concrete Blonde and, uh, oh shit. Uh, Jeff Buckley, Johnny Cash. What, what was the, bird, uh, uh, the band that did Burn on a Wire? Um, the one that did Runaway Train. You remember that? Soul, oh, Asylum. Soul, Soul Asylum. Asylum. Soul Asylum. And Bird on a Wire is one of my favorite songs ever. So, Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. I mean, there's, there's whole stories just about the song Hallelujah. A whole book could be written about that one song. Yeah, the, the lore of it is, is apparently he, he wrote in total 84 verses. And they had to narrow down. Yeah, it was one of those where he had worked on it for, oh, I think decades. Like, yeah. I mean, what a career. And it's so weird. Like, okay, so 
I think the way anybody finds out about an artist like Leonard Cohen is you hear a cover, like for me it was hearing on the Pump Up the Volume soundtrack, Concrete Blonde's cover of Everybody Knows. You know, and holy shit, that song's really cool, man. Found out who wrote that, because I was looking at the liner notes one day, and I'm like, who the fuck is Al Cohen? Looked that shit up, or, you know, at the time, you couldn't really look shit up. This is pre-internet. It was like, go to the record store, you're flipping through things. There's this Leonard Cohen guy. Hey, wait a minute, this has got everybody knows on it. Listen to that and go, holy fuck, this is way better than the Concrete Blonde version. No diss on Concrete Blonde, but there's something wholly different going on in this version, even though it's the same basic arrangement. And and then even digging back further than that and hearing early Leonard Cohen and hearing how much his voice had changed... Um, I mean, it is one of those artists like Tom Waits. I I like him more as his voice gets older. Mm-hmm. You know, but there's still so, his early songs are just as amazing. But yeah, I'm I'm partial to gravelly voice Leonard Cohen. Uh, I'm cliche. This is the first. This is I like Buckley's version. That's how I got introduced to him. Heard his name in a Nirvana song. Now he's this Pen- is he's in Penny Royalty. This is the one of the rare cases, in my personal opinion, one of the rare cases where an artist covers a song and does it better than the original. Outside of people who might take like a pop song and what Ryan Adams would do a, a Britney Spears song, and you go like, "That's pretty cool," like that. Yeah, that's a better version of that song. But to take like an amazing song and actually top that, I feel like, like we're having a moment for Leonard Cohen right now. Uh, it's it's a miracle that that we had him for as long as we did, and that he was able to be creative for as long Prolific. as he was. He was I mean, still. I was just a, a week or so ago. I was hearing about like he was doing some tour. Mm-hmm. Of uh, I can't remember what it was. I think they were filming it as well. He just released an album earlier this year. Yeah. I mean, he. This is this is an artist that he started as a poet. He moved into music. He was oh, he was there with the Velvet Underground and Nico. Influenced countless guys. I mean, just that you never. Mm-hmm. But you never really hear about him all the time. I He's not a household name. I think that, I mean, if Bob Dylan deserves a Nobel Prize for poetry, I think Leonard Cohen should have got one first. I'm very biased. I'm much more a fan of uh, Leonard Cohen's music than Bob Dylan. Not that I'm a hater of him. But I, you know, I'm familiar with a lot of Bob Dylan songs and I understand that there's a lot of poetry in them, but I think Leonard Cohen is, he's much less oblique, right? I think what I mean by that is that he's able to kind of use uh, poetry, like poetic, like flowery language and metaphors and and stuff, but it the bare language of it is very blunt, Right, there's not a lot disguised 
And like when I hear Bob Dylan song, I think more like I feel like it's more of this character, mm-hmm. right? And I'd never felt like there was a character or a mask or a persona when I was listening to a Leonard Cohen song. And you felt like you were listening to something that was a direct had a direct line to the essence of who he was. It's almost like you found his journal more so than read something that he published as a piece of poetry or a song. Yeah. (laughs) And one of the few artists that I can forgive their 80s period, even though he has like that synthesized background music. Yeah, I know. Everybody fell for that during the 80s. It doesn't get, it doesn't, it doesn't discredit the music for me. Well, it kind of works. I mean, even now. The volume? You probably... You, you're not familiar with uh, Everybody Knows? Concrete Blonde did a much slower version. And there's been other covers, I believe. Well, yeah, and, and if you've ever seen Natural Born Killers, it was the entire ending sequence was set oh, to Everybody Knows. Was it? And that was, yeah, and that was Leonard Cohen's version. Yeah. Oh, I'd forgotten that. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Who was it that played like the Geraldo type character on the in Get out Robert, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, that's right. I couldn't I couldn't place it. I was like, I know it was somebody that I was really familiar with. I'd forgotten. I've heard someone else's cover of that. It wasn't that dude, version, dude. It, it, so many people covered so many of his songs. If you look yeah. at just if you go to Wikipedia and look at Bird on a Wire and look at cover versions, it's not even a halfway complete list. And it's probably a page and a half long. I mean, I it, I had forgotten about the uh, uh, Soul Asylum version of it. So, well, that was on I, the "I'm Your Man" compilation. Could you look that up real quick? That if you've heard any Leonard Cohen covers, especially well in the '90s, chances are it was something off of "I'm Your Man," and it was Soul Asylum, Pixies. Um, mm-hmm. and I know it's it's odd to talk about like this guy just died, and we're talking about all these great cover songs. But again, that's how I came across this. And there's got to be an indoor everywhere. You, it, especially nowadays, it's so hard to just trip across things. You know, you you're finding songs, if not based on somebody, your favorite artist in an interview dropped their name. You heard it in a TV show or in a commercial, and like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, but yeah, it's not in your uh, in your Google Music, huh? Well, they didn't have uh, a they didn't have a generic title with a million motherfucking. Really, Leonard Cohen, "I'm Your Man" didn't bring up anything. Well, the song, there's a song by him, I'm Your Man, but you're trying to get me to find the... You sure it was Soul Simon? It wasn't just Dave per- uh, Perner? Pretty sure. Okay. I'm your... F- I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm Your Fan was the name of the cover album. 
and it fe- featured Pixies, R.E.M., House of Love, Lloyd Cole, James, oh, just James, the band James, uh, John Cale, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, Ian McCullough from uh, 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 Echo and the Bunnymen. I don't know who Murad is. Fatima Mansions, Bill Pritchard, Peter Astor, the, That Petrol Emotion, I remember that band. Some hmm. other some other bands that I've never heard of. But the... Uh, yeah, I'm looking it up and I can't even find it on... Uh, I found a live version. That's it. And from 91. Oh, of Bird on the Wire? Yeah. Yeah, it's just a lot. It's in. It's. Yeah, I'll send it to you guys. Yeah, I can't. It, nothing's coming up besides that. And I mean, all his did stuff I, is. Did I invent a memory? Hold on a sec. It's the Mandela here. effect. Hold on a sec. <laughs> Jackie DeShannon, Paul Kelly, and Charlie Owen. For the swine. Who the fuck are these people? I have Joe fi- Cocker. Fire We Take Manhattan by R. Tim Harden. Tim hey, Harden. No way it. to say goodbye by Ian McCullough. I can't forget the Pixies. Stories I of the street. I can't forget. That sounds great. The Patrol Emotion. Bird on a Wire. The Lilac that, Times. That. Suzanne. Jeffrey. Say, uh, I just found on a. It's a forum. Musicians forum. It says. Uh, I swear I heard. Soul Asylum cover bird on a wire. Google confirms that they did happen. And it says it was it is from an album entitled Get Your Tape Decks Up. It's a bootleg show, Chicago, from April 91. He said, no, you're thinking of a live Minneapolis radio station way back in 92 or 93. Yeah, uh, you know what? Maybe <clears throat> I think it was... A regional thing now that you mention it. It used to get played on 89X. Yeah. And I, my world was so small as a teenager, I thought that like that was shit that everyone was listening to. But they would get their weird, especially in the early days of it. Certain DJs would be into certain like underground bands, and that's how I got... They, they would play Cure B-sides. Yeah. You know, not Friday, I'm in love. And they would play the wedding present, and that's where I first heard Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. <clears throat> first time I heard the Pixies on the radio. But yeah, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't this. But it. it now that I think about it, it's a studio performance. <clears throat> it wasn't clearly on that compilation, and it, you know, it was something that they picked up and started playing. Yeah, so I guess unless you're from that. Minneapolis or the Detroit area, you wouldn't well, have even heard it. When at that around that time, I was working midnights working uh, security, and I remember hearing it in the middle of the night. I didn't even. I was like, "That's Soul Asylum," but I've never heard this song. And I did what you did. I went to I, back when we had Harmony House. Went to Harmony House, and the Harmony House I went to, you could listen to anything, any CD they were selling in there before you bought it. Yeah. And I hunted through, you know, all the CDs, and I couldn't find it. And then I finally asked one of the clerks, I'm like, I'm looking for a song by Soul Asylum. He goes, I know Leonard Cohn did it. He's the guy who wrote it. Right. Oh, okay. Like, I, I don't like sounding like a Luddite, and I'm certainly not 
uh, I'm not anti-progress when it comes to the way that we distribute music now, but there is definitely something lost in there in going to a record store and talking to people about music and asking their opinions because they they listen to all this shit. Mm-hmm. And when I was, uh, let's see, when I was, I think I had graduated, yeah, I was 18, started going heavily to, I had been going for a while, but I started getting into freakier music, right? Started finding out about, like, shoegaze bands. And I befriended one of the, one of the guys that worked there and eventually, like, all of them and ended up working there. But it, I would go up there and just be like, what's out? What do I need to listen to? You know, we don't have that forum now. We have what iTunes thinks you should be listening to, what Spotify has figured out based on your past suggestions, what they think you'll find interesting, which is based on a algorithm. It's all based, yeah. on, it's all based on algorithms. We don't... I guess that's my point. We don't have records. We don't have knowledgeable record store employees. We have algorithms in place of them, and that's kind of a shame. Well, if you, if I guess you there's watch, no, there's nothing you can really do about that unless you're willing to, like, I don't know, start a website where people pay you for your opinion. Maybe review music. Maybe that's your your employment as an ex record store employee. Yeah, the days of uh, high fidelity style right record stores are a thing of the past and what's really sad is it wasn't that long ago they were still around i mean we're talking less than 20 years ago yeah hi fidelity or don't discount uh what was oh empire records yes yes i was just gonna say what was the tower records analogy movie but yes empire records is great rex manning day gluing gluing the change to the floor (laughs) i still have friends whatever day it was in that movie i still have friends every year when that day comes around they start posting rex manning pictures and shit and they're like it's rex manning day (laughs) (laughs) oh christ who directed that movie anyway Oh fuck! I couldn't remember off that. It was no, it wasn't the dude curious. from Days and Confused, was it? No, I don't believe Slacker. So. No, no, it wasn't. Uh, what's his name? I don't know, man. Yeah, sorry to be the bearer of bad news to you, man. I, I figured you of all people would have heard. No. All hail our new orange-faced overlord. Well, I don't think... I mean, I listened to the news on the way home, and I haven't listened to any since, so... it And I guess it, it happened since I've been home from work, so... Oh, yeah. it. it like I said, I, I saw it posted on uh, NPR's feed, and then a few friends started posting Leonard Cohen songs, and I was like, is this one of them things, like, he's sick, or... And then I looked it up, and yeah, it was confirmed through the AP, and I was like, okay, well, that's... The hits just keep on coming, 2016. Anything's possible this year. Yeah, can can I just say, I know that we're not even to Thanksgiving yet, I'm so ready for this fucking year to be over with. Like, just... 
Let's 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 get it let's get it done and over with. This has been a fucked up like not not, a, not even necessarily take the election out of the equation. Not even a fucked up year as far as you know just that, but just all around, it's been a fucking strange, messed up, losing people left and right like legends. Yeah, the musical body count this year has been quite substantial. Uh, yeah, and it's just, I, I, I'm ready for it to be over with. I mean, I know it's part of growing old. I mean, it's, I, I think I said it on a sportsy one time, you know, you know you're getting old when all the guys that you watch play sports growing up start dropping off. You're like, oh, fuck, you know, or the league average for age is 10 years younger than you. You're like, oh, God. Coaches are starting to be our age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, you see guys being coaches that you were like, I remember when they were a rookie because I was in high school at the same time. <laughs> uh, I had a big one uh, then the last uh, week and a half. Theo Epstein is five years older than me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that guy is 42 years old. It's three years older than me, yeah. 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 Makes me feel like a fucking winner. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, wow, that guy's 42, huh? But his parents are super juiced. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, because think about it. It was 12 years ago when he was 30 when he took the Red Sox to the mountaintop. He was, he was 30 when he 30. killed? Wow. I'm going to sign off and kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, it's like I had a uh, well, a buddy in rehab say to me, he said, you know, Christ at 32 or at 33 had died and come back from the dead. You're 36. What the fuck have you done with your life? I was like, God damn, dude. You got to put it like that? <laughs> I. All right. Is there any good news that we can end on? <laughs> we talked to... We talked forever about I mean, Trump, and then it went to Leonard Cohen dead. Oh, okay, have, you seen, have you watched any good movies lately? We tried hard. <laughs> We're still good friends. <laughs> I, I can I, I this is my this is my take on it. Yeah. Leonard Cohen, it wasn't an unexpected death. The man was into his eighties. No. he was he was until the end doing what he loved. I think all of us would consider ourselves lucky if we lived that long and we died still being relevant and still doing what we loved. So I mean, it, 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 let's maybe it's the Irish side in me, you know. I don't drink, but you know, everybody, everybody, tip a glass, and and, and if you're a Leonard Cohen fan, you know, find someone else, whether it's online or in person, and share a good memory of him. It's not a funeral; it's a wake. You know, it's sad that he's not here, but let's celebrate the fact that we had him. How old again? He was eighty-four, man. Yeah. I mean, 84 and touring and releasing and, albums. And led that life as a musician. Like, I'm jealous. That's what I'm saying. You like, know? this is a man who, he left it all on the table. There's not a, there's, I, he may I, not have been a, as big of the be- as the Beatles, but, like, retained more critical acclaim than Paul McCartney did over his career. Oh, God, yeah. You know? Yeah, he never released uh, "Happy Little Christmas Time" or whatever. He never had a he never right a, had a song like that. So yeah, it's yes, it's it's it might be a sad note to look at it one way, but if you look at it another way, hey man, it's not a bad way to go out, you know. 
Well, we should all be jealous. That's what I'm saying. I just hope that we're all not, when I'm 84, I'm not sitting here doing the podcast with you guys. Still ain't found a way to monetize it and die on fucking air. <laughs> hey, R- R- Rich, are you in love with Parker Posey as much as I am? Am I the only Parker Posey lover here? Oh, in a weird way. It depends oh, okay. on the role. Right. Her and her in the Doom Generation, not so much. Not so much. Oh, really? Well, that movie's kind of whack. Her and uh, uh, Dazed and Confused. Yeah. Something, something about... Yeah. Come on, you yeah. man, bitches. Even, even in Blade 3, I was like, she... I take her to Nora Leather and buy her an outfit. She can get it. You know. I don't even know if I seen yeah, Blade so. Three, but I almost watched it the other day. Well, now since we're in Trump America, you would take yes. her furniture shopping, right? <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> It'd have to be all leather furniture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, only she's a celebrity, so she'd be taking you furniture shopping and grabbing your pussy. <laughs> there you go. She can grab my hey. pussy anytime, though. What? <laughs> More power to her. Go ahead, no. sweetheart. It's- no, but I, I saw a, a movie called The Architect, and it was really fun. It was a very enjoyable movie. She was the main character in it, and it had been a while since I had seen her in a role, in a starring role like that. Like, I don't know, maybe it's just because it's so hard to, there's so many movies out now, and uh, I have to see every superhero movie that's ever made even if it's not good and but it had been a while since i had seen a movie like i'm a big fan of uh of party girl or mm-hmm. um uh what oh uh, house of yes is like one of my absolute favorite movies ever um there was a lot of other i'm forgetting in the titles of them but a lot of movies that she did probably in the 90s mostly and uh, now she just kind of like pops up as like, you know, she's in a Charlie's Angels film or something stupid like that. If she's not doing a Christopher Guest movie. I think the last time I saw her on something that was newer, she was on Louie not that long ago. Maybe like a year or two ago. Oh, yeah. I, oh, that's right. Like she had a run on there. She was like a couple episodes. And I remember thinking like, See, it's gonna make but me like, see. You put me in a bad position, man. She's up there with weird. Like, I, I was like, I think she's gotten better looking, and she's gotten older, and she's damn near fifty. She, yeah, she's like Marissa Tomei level for me. Like, and she will oh. always be hot. Like, I know that you have as much of a boner for her as I do. So I thought you were in a, you'd be on the same page with uh, Parker Posey, but no judgment. Now that she's older, yeah. I, God, I sound like a fucking pervert. <laughs> I've always been. In love with her, so no, yeah, yeah. But ever change. Did you grab her in the pussy? Only with her permission. If I, but if if she gave me the thumbs up, celebrity. Yeah, give me a tic tac. I'm gonna move oh, yeah. on it like a bitch. You just start kissing her. You can't help it. See, Aaron might be able to get away with that because he's got that sensitive guy thing. She might not eat the so? shit out of him. You think so? <laughs> but she'd look at me and she'd look at me and she's like, "Oh, this is a date rape walking in." She'd look at you and be like, eh, it's probably been a while. Meanwhile, Aaron's crushing more ass in the toilet seat, so yeah. So. Uh, no. <laughs> I think you either have to be a super filthy rich celebrity or 
mentally retarded to pull that off and not get your ass beat. <laughs> no, I, un- I understand, but also, let's be honest here, I think Parker Posey's... Brain damage. I was in a car accident. Probably the type of woman who... I don't see her going for the stereotypical Hollywood or, you know, going for a guy because he's got money. She's probably Depends more into the artsy-fartsy guys. Depends on how her career's going. She's never been married, as far as I know. I mean, I've never seen... I've never... But, I mean, granted, she's not, like, quote-unquote A-list. She's not someone that is in the tabloids all the time, so who knows? I don't know. I Yeah. I couldn't really tell you. Most times that somebody tells me that, you know, two celebrities are married, and I'm like, really? All right. <laughs> Okay. I, <laughs> Pretty much the same way. I'm like, all right. Yeah. I mean, I'll pay attention to what movies are coming out, but I don't read interviews about what the actors are doing in their off time. I really don't see how that's pertinent to what I'm going to pay money to go see. It, this is horrible of me to say, but I'm kind of about celebrity dating and marriage like I am about the show True Blood. And, if yeah. I'm, if I'm, When I was with a woman... Who was in the True Blood? I would watch it and I pay attention to it. When I'm not with a woman, or I'm not with a woman who's into it, I don't care. <laughs> so, right. like, like, I'm just like, eh, I don't give a shit. Unless, honey, do you care? No, then I, I don't. Yeah, care. you can easily be made to care. Uh, you know, it's like it's Sunday night. What are we going to watch? True Blood. But okay, on your no. own, you're not. Your compass isn't going to naturally land on that. No, I've had HBO Go for four years, and I've—I don't think I've ever sat down and been like, "I'm going to put in a True yeah. Blood binge." By the way, so, hey, here's beef. HBO Go. I can't. Why can't I watch Bill Maher live in real time? I have to wait 24 hours. Not even just the next day. Like it's usually 24 hours. I have to wait, and then mm-hmm. they make it available for uh, HBO Go. But, That's Show, one of the- but Showtime has figured out, you can watch Showtime live online if you are a, a member. And I was able to, if I wasn't podcasting at the time, watch Stephen Colbert do his live election night program. I think if you have HBO now, you can, but HBO Go is the one. Well, H- I have HBO now. Oh, HBO, I pay you, so suck it. What are you doing? Why, why, why is my money not as good as other people's money? I have HBO now, but I don't have it through PlayStation View. If I had it through PlayStation View, I would have HBO as a channel plus the app. Hey, if they were going to make it four ninety nine, I'd be like, "Hey, I understand. You get what you pay for." Fifteen dollars a fucking month. Yeah, I should be able to. I should be able to watch shit the minute it fucking premieres on the channel. Exactly. Well, they. You know what? It used to be it was twenty four hours for everything that came on as far as their series, and then they. Uh, yeah, Game of Thrones was getting pirated so much in that first day that they had to just start to East Coast time. So if you're in the East Coast, your zip, if you register with them and your zip code's in the East Coast, right? boom, you get it at 10 o'clock well, yeah. or 9 o'clock, whatever time it comes on. It's incredible that, you know, we've seen a, a big downturn in piracy in recent, in the like the last year especially. Yeah. And it really comes down to, it's somewhat the the scare tactics and the obstructions that are put up, and you know the limited things that government can do to to shut these things down. But it's really about availability. 
It's that companies like HBO and Showtime and AMC and, and CW have found a way to provide content in a manner that their customers are most likely to consume. This is something that made Apple very successful with iTunes. So, yeah, it's availability that's brought down piracy and shown that it wasn't really done so much out of trying to fuck anybody over. It was out of convenience for, we, the, for the most part. We want it now. Well, all i got to say is it figures just as I start getting into ebooks. Yeah. You know, I've given, I've pretty much given up on going to bookstores because I don't like driving 25 miles to find one. Uh, they shut down all the sites where you could get all the shit for free. And I go through, now that I've, I'm back to like reading, I, I go through three, four books minimum a week. And I'm like, if I was, this was two years ago, I could have downloaded the entire fucking Detroit yeah. public library onto my fucking e reader. Get paperbacks on Amazon, you get them dirt fucking cheap. You'll pay like four bucks in shipping or something, but the book will be under a dollar. It's all kinds of shit. Never thought about that. I guess I could go that route, yeah. It's seriously not a bad deal. Well, I mean, I do find good, you know, deals here and there. I, I mean, I picked up a couple, uh, I picked up Last Exit to Brooklyn and Requiem for a Dream for 99 cents each. You know, as the ebook, it was like a special for the day. I was like, yep, I'll pick up both of those for that because I've read them, but I'll reread them again. If 99 cents, shit. It was only 99 cents. <laughs> but yeah, it eh, it just figures. It just figures that, that now that I'm sitting here with pimp internet and all this good shit, all the pirating goes away. Not that I ever did that INS, or not INS, uh, Whoever's listening, who, who listens to our FBI. phone call? FBI, yes. Yeah, you can't get deported for pirating. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's always libraries, too. Just saying. Oh, you mean those big, large storage facilities? There's still now? libraries out there, yeah. I've been to them, and I've been to them a couple times in the last year. Not much, that's what, a couple. That's what I'm bummed about. I'm just, I'm just on the other side of the street is Westland. If I lived on the other side of the street, Westland has one of the best public libraries on the west side in the suburbs. But I'm in Garbage City. They don't have shit. <laughs> you walk in there, they're still like, you're like, um, can, do you guys rent DVDs? They're like, no, we rent VHS tapes. The map, fuck am I going to do with that? Their maps still have East and West Germany. Well, like, I, th I think this is a good note to wrap it up on. Reading is fundamental. Huh? Yeah, hey, fuck it. There you go. <laughs> the California Raisins, man. This is on a Saturday morning. I didn't know they did PSAs as well. Did they get into some trouble? Yeah. Cops that work hard patrolling the boulevard. The heavyweight champ in his craziest bout. Books. Check yeah, I remember that shit. Okay, I'm not watching it. I'm just listening to it. This sounds like Sir Mix a lot. <laughs> kind of does, S yeah. Seriously, like without the visual, I was like, why is Sir Mix a lot rapping to me about books? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was definitely the California Raisins. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. There you go. Now that's enough to go out on. Books, check them out. Yes.
And Chris showing yeah. off his mad rapping skills, yo. And check out the right. Unregimented <laughs> podcast and every other podcast that we do. Yeah. Go to audio.com, A-W-D-I-O, to get the live podcast archived from election night. Check that shit out. It's fun. Yeah. We should do more live podcasts. It's easy, yeah. Maybe we'll make it a regular thing. Yeah. Uh, thanks, everybody, who's listened, who's downloaded. Uh should we do we have to throw an all hail our new overlord into every podcast now or should, should we do it just to be safe kind of like we were talking about making sure you're you're married if you're gay making sure all the cya team, yeah suits of cya yeah uh jay was going to join us but uh he'll be back soon um at unregimented pod on twitter at uh or unregimented at christophermedia.net if you want to email the show uh, with that being said, we'll catch you next week, guys. All right. Later, guys. See ya. If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening Christopher Media let's make some noise thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net